0: nasty on a friday it's a fast lane on 101 esvn andrew marsh jamie rivers and anthony stalter 202 your time check is brought to you by clarkson jewelers an officially licensed rolex jeweler and boys it took 48 hours roughly not 24 hours but the cardinals have made a move
3: yeah big shakeup, big, big shake, shake up. up in cardinal nation
0: yeah they acquired uh some infielder outfielder because of course he's an infielder and an outfielder flexibility flexibility is key with their depth uh they acquired some uh infielder outfielder from cleveland in exchange for cash
3: he's not just someone he has a name
0: anthony Richie palacios Palacios. Palacios.
4: Was Shane Bieber a part of that deal? Uh, No. uh, No, no, no. It's uh, to to be
3: uh, continued, I believe, is the way they marketed this.
4: That's correct. Probably Mm. not. Yeah, so
3: they got him. Well, but Tyler O'Neal's on the mend.
0: No, Uh, he isn't. Well, to make room for this... Palace. Enrico Palazzo. Yeah, Palacios uh, <laughs> here. Remember the, that?
3: Enrico Palazzo? No, what is that from The Naked Gun. Oh. <laughs> he's the national anthem singer. Then he becomes the umpire. <laughs> and he's right. like, Steve Pride. <laughs>
4: he pulls off his mask and go, Oh, look! It's Enrico Palazzo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that when he's doing the... When he's like waiting for the crowd to react? Yes!
4: yes.
3: Steve Pride. 3 and he drops down like the James Brown
0: they start they start booing him at one point and he picks up on it yeah (laughs) anyways uh, to make room on the 40-man roster outfielder Tyler O'Neill has been transferred to the 60-day IL so guys what do you think what do you think the message is to the fan base what do you think this move means for the future of the Cardinals what do you think it means for the present give give me it guys what are your thoughts just instant reaction this just happened I want to know your thoughts I want to know your feelings Marsh, this kind of plays into your vision from the other hey. day. Talk ah, to me, guys. What's up? I don't think
3: it does. Um. Hmm. All right. So
0: you're stunned. You're out of words.
4: Do you now? want my honest opinion? Yeah, I we couldn't care like less. Your,
0: oh wow. You couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. There we go. Are
3: what the are hell is you're, this? You're you're the grammar police. All no, of I'm a terrible. Sudden?
0: That's just one I know. I'm you're terrible. You're right.
3: You're right. You're right. He's right, but I'm shocked that he, of all people, mm-hmm. decided would, to be yeah. the guy.
0: Yeah. I usually am not. I just I know that's a like a
5: that's big
3: rude. It's a have big you been bug lying
0: about.
4: to us about that orange reading group?
0: No, it definitely went we from definitely blue down read. to orange. Oh, okay. I can't read, I can't write. That it just happens to be one that I've been corrected you picked
4: on. It up. You picked up I on. picked up on it, yeah. I
0: learned it, and uh yeah, couldn't because then if you I, I could care less, so that means you could actually care less about it. You couldn't oh care less save it, Anthony. Yeah. So just say, less. I'm just trying save. to help on a my Friday. God.
3: It's a Friday, just
5: save
0: it. Oh well, you guys can correct me on everything, but I can't uh to help. Help my guy, Andrew Marsh? Well, I think that's
3: ultimately what the problem is here is there's so many mistakes that we help you with and all of a sudden you get your... This is like your Stanley Cup. The one time Marshy messes up, you're like, bah! down his throat, all the way. And I don't like that at all.
0: I don't either. Go ahead, Marsh. You couldn't care less. Yeah. So, so I just, big, a big move I like couldn't this. Care. A big move like this. You couldn't care less about the Cardinals actually doing something.
4: I'll see it when I see it. I'll it, believe um, it when I see it. If it's an it
3: interesting move. For me. It's an interesting move. Uh, based on the fact that it impacts your roster not at even one bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean I, he's going to Memphis, which here's the thing, is Richie Palacios is probably a great dude. He's working hard, he wants to play in the major leagues. Yeah. I'm not we're not It's he, not about him. It's not about him. It's about the fact that like why did you even make this play?
5: Uh to, I
4: think it was to simply make move like tap? make what? what do you need? Okay, Minor
0: league depth? You've
4: got
3: Juan Yepes that's down there. Like, if you're looking for an infielder slash outfielder, Juan Yepes has played first base and he's played in the outfield and he's played DH. Jamie, why are you getting Richie? Jamie, you asked me a question. I'm trying to give you an answer. It wasn't really a question for you. It was kind of a rhetorical question.
0: Oh, my bad. So,
3: your answer is valid and it's appreciated, although it's not like.
5: Yeah,
0: you're just saying why.
3: Yeah. Why? More broad. Nancy like,
0: Kerrigan style. Why?
3: Why? Why? why?
0: Yeah. yeah, that makes sense.
3: Uh-huh. So I don't, know what, I don't know what this is all about, honestly. Yes. Maybe they have some injuries in Memphis. Maybe they do. Like cause we don't know what's going on in the, in the minors. Mm-hmm. And sometimes teams do that to help out their minor league teams so that their players who are down there can continue to develop with a pretty good team rather than just getting slaughtered all the time.
0: You know what I feel bad for? The St. Louis Cardinals media person that has to tweet out that information. Because you know that either, whoever that person is, they're getting a memo. They're on Twitter. They know what people are saying. They know the anger that is flowing on that social media site minute by minute, and they get this memo saying, "We've made a move. We have made a move," and this social media person, him or her, has to put that out there, knowing that Cardinal Nation. Is going going to use it like chum in a water?
3: Anthony, if you click on the Twitter post, (laughs) I'm telling you what I might print out these responses just for my weekend. (laughs) Um, We got one from uh, a verified. I don't know if they're paying for it or not. Whatever, Guardians fan, and they go, "Okay, I'm a Guardians fan, and I can honestly say I'm not
0: sure who this (laughs) is." Hitting 217 in triple-A. Yeah, but play, he can play infield in right and now. outfield. Bring him up right now with the rest of the team.
3: And again, it's not it's not about
0: Richie. No.
5: It's not about him. It's You just got
0: the old Bart uh, Bart uh, Simpson <laughs> gif where he said he's got the cake, at least you tried. <laughs> and puts throws it away. Yeah, puts it in the trash. Uh, you misspelled Shane Bieber. We're so back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gardner, we're, we're so back. back. Comeback season ahead. We're Uh, World Series winners now. So, yeah, I feel bad for the social media person that posts post that. They know.
3: His career regular season in in the majors, Anthony, is 112 at-bats. He's batting 232, 10 RBI, and and 579 OPS.
0: Yep. You read some numbers off there, didn't you? Does this season hinge upon the road trip? Marsh threw that out there uh, today. And I'll just... I'm going to be honest with my response. Marsh, you were honest with your response. I'm going to be honest with my response. Okay. So, I understand the thought process. Like, hey, the, you got the Mets who are struggling, and you've got Washington. This and is, the London trip. And, I the, and the pivotal London trip. Pivotal That's Pivotal right. London trip. So, you got three in New York against the Mets. You got three in D.C. against Washington. Then you head to London. Two games against the Cubs before you get a day off, and then you start a, a home two home back-to-back home series against Houston and New York Yankees this time so Mars is saying hey does the season kind of hinge upon this road trip maybe you can turn things around and I'm just going to be as blunt as possible mm. nothing that we have seen thus far would give us any indication that this team is going to turn anything around road trip home home stands opponent it doesn't matter so I don't think this road trip matters whatsoever in terms of them like turning around a season.
3: Well, if they want to try and turn it around, it has to start at some point. And you, you try all the time as a team to use different landmarks as the, like the point of where we can turn it around.
0: Like flag day.
3: Kind of, but if I'm Ollie, if I'm Arnauto, Goldie, Wayno you know, the leadership group of this team. We had our day off, like we're heading into New York. This is a team that's in the same situation as us. They're completely underperforming, yeah. certainly next to their payroll. It's just uh, an abomination of what's been going on for them. This is, this is it. This is where we can start to build. We start putting the blocks in place or start building upward. Like you're, you're doing that. It's almost like you're selling yourself on the idea, but that has to happen. At some point you have to believe even if you know you're being a fraud to yourself mm-hmm. even if you know you're like we're not a good, you have to start to believe because if you don't start to be confident don't start to believe in something then it really is it it will get worse way faster than it gets better
0: you're right about that from like the team perspective yes now let me hear from jamie rivers
3: what what do you want to know if this is going to
0: change you, you put you put together you're right I mean within the clubhouse you have to think that way so Mm. now I want to talk to Jamie Rivers the radio host yeah does this season hinge upon this road trip what's your thoughts on that what's your feelings on it
3: does the season hinge
0: like is there a season to turn around at this point you're a bad
3: team I think that's the ultimate argument right there is like is there actually anything to salvage what are they eight and a half back right now
0: let me check.
5: Let me
3: check.
0: Yesterday, yesterday, they were, they were eight and a half. They yeah. might be nine
3: now. I think they're, they're eight
0: uh, now. They picked up a game. Okay. Yes! Yes! They didn't do anything! Coupled with this move for Richie Pal- Palazzo. Boy, things are turning around. So I don't know if this... Everything's coming up, Cardinals, boys.
3: I don't know if the season hinges upon this road trip, but if you put together a good road trip and you win two out of three, two out of three... Which is possible right now against those two teams. And let's say the Pirates lose two out of three, lose two out of three. You've gained a couple of games there. Like, Yeah, you're right. I I think we have to keep in perspective just how bad the division is. At the end of all of this, you have to keep in perspective that division is horse bleep.
0: Hot dog water is what I was calling it.
3: Yeah. Why do you think hot dog water's so bad? Like, what? What do you it's not hot like? hot
0: dogs, about it? hot dogs are are made of uh, all kinds of stuff. Apparently, mm. so we're willing to eat the hot dog because, yeah, you, know, you slop, you, you put some some mustard on there, some hot mustard, maybe some relish. You uh-huh. really dress it up a little bit. Maybe go Chicago style. You know, you're willing to eat the hot dog. Hot dog tastes good, but it's bathing. You know, like you're drink. You really want to drink the the water it's been bathing in. So you think like the oh. the,
3: the hot dog and the wiener in, in the water. Yeah. It's like draining the wiener into the water.
0: That that wiener is being... And now a, you
3: end up drinking the wiener juice. Exactly. And you don't, so
0: that's why hmm. I called this hmm. central division hot dog water.
3: What would it take for you to drink the wiener juice, Anthony? I,
0: a lot of money. Hmm. A lot See, of money. I don't
3: think it would. I think if I had a nice, crisp... 100 one hundred dollar bill, and I plopped that right on the table here for you. Uh-huh. I bet you drink the wiener juice.
0: Ah, <sighs> I'll think about it, Jamie. Yeah. Offer stats. All right, so the Cardinals, they hit the road today. We will uh we'll have the lineup game at some point. Not that it matters. But is it time to move Wilson Contreras down in the order, Jamie? Will that right. matter? <laughs> <laughs> That's next. I want to win ESPN. Fastlane on 101 ESPN. The St. Louis Cardinals get uh, back in action tonight. They head to City Fields to take on the Mets. Three games against the Mets. Three games against Washington. And then they head out to London to take on the Cubs for two games. With Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh, Anthony Stalter, the Cardinals are currently eight games back in the division. They're 14-21 and on the road. Minus 13 now when it comes to their run differential. Only one team in the division, in fact, has a plus run differential at plus four. That's the Cubs. The first-place Pirates minus 15 run differential just the way they planned. We also got our first warning of the show today what? via the air Comfort service tax line 314-399-9646. Uh, Marsh, can you go ahead and read that warning off to us? From the 314, hey you guys might want to consider
4: this. Without the Cardinals, you guys wouldn't have a show because who else would you be bitching about? Maybe you shouldn't be maybe you shouldn't bite the hand that feeds
0: you. I want you And everybody else to listen real, real closely and real clearly to this. There are no, there's no shortage of things that Jamie, Marshy and myself can bitch about. Jamie and I one time talked about objects within our garage that Mm. gave us all kinds of problems. Okay. We did radio in the pandemic. Don't threaten us with a good time. Am I right, Jamie?
3: Jamie. That's 100% correct. Yeah. Quite honestly, uh, if I'm just to be completely honest with our listeners, there are lots of days where I'd rather talk about something else, to be honest. Amen. Yep. Yep. So, and the last thing I will add to this is that uh, what's the hand, biting what hand that feeds us? The Cardinals don't feed us. This is the biggest misconception, I think, in a lot of the listeners, is they think that we're like on the Cardinals' payroll.
0: Well, you I, guys aren't on it.
3: I wish. Maybe are you, you are, Marshy.
0: What? Wow. Your paycheck does it say Hubbard or St. Louis Cardinals? Anyways. Oh, oh geez. Mm. All right. I, All right. This that is explains awkward. a lot. Um,
3: I'm not paid by the Cardinals. Nor am I. Hmm. All right. We got that out of the way. All
0: right. Hey, should the Cardinals drop Wilson Contreras in the batting order?
3: Yeah, probably. But
0: <laughs> I mean, he's what? Probably. I, love it. I think it's a perfect response. Yeah, probably. Probably. Will they? I don't know.
3: But. Uh, it, it, Here's what I want to ask you very honestly, both of you guys, for that matter, is you you drop him in the order. Mm-hmm. What Like, what are you What giving? then? Like, right. what
5: then? Yeah.
0: Because- Either way, he's got a hit. A- and Whether this he's in fifth, sixth, or eighth, he's got a hit.
3: But this guy um has already told everyone that his confidence is gone and doesn't know what's going on. You start dropping him in the order and he doesn't get have success? hmm like, what's your what's your next move? You got eighty-seven and a half million dollars wrapped up into this guy. If anything, I move him up in the order. I bump Goldie down to three, Contreras to two, so he gets a bunch of pitches to look at. You go, let's say Donovan or Newtbar leading, Contreras, Goldie, Arenado, Gorman. Mm-hmm. Let's try that for a couple of days. Fine. Let's try that for a series. Get like move him up. Let them think, okay, this is it. Everything's changing now. If you move them down, it's like wah, wah, wah.
5: Right.
0: I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't <sighs> care. Until they find consistency in all, in all three phases of the game, it's not going to matter. You can, you can juggle the lineup up all you want. But at various times, either the offense has been a problem, the pitching has been a problem, starter, starting, pitching, or your bullpen... Because you've blown a bunch of games, you've also blown a bunch of games in which you've had the lead. Forget like actual closing situations. You've blown games that you've blown plenty of games that you have the lead on. Your defense at times hasn't been good enough. Your base running has been sloppy. Your fundamentals have been sloppy. Some questionable manager decisions. I mean, it all goes in the pot. It and it is it has come up differently, you know, different in different areas throughout the course of the season. Mm -hmm. It's like being it's like being at the, the the casino, Jamie. You got the slot machine going and. Okay, it's like cherry, cherry, bar, 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 cherry. It you, they have not been able to match all three phases consistently yeah. outside of that one stretch when they won. I don't know whatever, whatever you know whatever eight to ten or a nine yeah. to twelve, whatever it was. That was it. So like putting yeah. Contreras down, I feel here. This is how I feel. I feel that when we start to get into the weeds on some of this stuff, we ultimately lose sight. Of the fact that there are many things that are an issue not just where Wilson Contreras is sitting in the order if the team was playing well I think this would be your topic of conversation because it shifts but you got so many other bigger yeah you, know, you the house is the house is on fire yeah to talk about the the the, the water leak under the sink is kind of irrelevant at that or point The weeds in the garden mm, yeah, the, yeah. The, the damn house on fire you gotta put the house out first and yeah. then we can kind of go from there
3: when you're at the casino Anthony uh, do you play the slots never I Me mean, neither. I'm not a big fan I don't of know slots what the, either. I don't know what the big draw is. Like you see the slot machines, yeah. and they're the money makers of the casino. People just feed those things left and right, and then they have some of the slot machines that, like, it's actually difficult to understand how the hell you're winning
0: because mm-hmm.
3: they've got like yeah, straight the across the corners, and, yeah. the, and you don't really know. So
0: it's a it's a it's a mind to use a fast term, word. It's a mind fluid. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a mind fluid. You sit there and just when you're about to leave mm. you, get a, you get a little nibble keeps you there get a little nibble, and you, it's a mind bleed yeah. Yeah. you you're thinking that eventually you're going to you're going to hit it big if you just stay long enough and then we know how that turns out
3: like i just don't like not having any control over the outcome like craps i can roll the dice mm. like i got i got I, I feel like i'm a part of it a little bit blackjack i can either hit or stick or whatever poker you've got your cards placing your bets like uh, roulette you place you know where you're gonna put the money like you have an idea of like you're right. participating in yeah. this a little bit with the slot machine i'm just like blum, blum,
0: blum, 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 yeah. blum, but people blum, blum, i mean people get sucked into the some people the bright been, lights no. and some well sometimes you do yeah hmm. and by the way jamie next time you go and sit down with the blackjack it's it's hit or stay don't bring a stick all right don't be sticking the dealer i don't like that i win that way all right fair enough okay hmm. speaking of lineup might as well uh, get into the lineup game next. We'll see where Contreras is after kind of kind of talking about it. Lineup game next in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Hackman
5: Lumber.
1: Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging baskets. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber Showrooms in St. Charles Pacific and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101
0: ESPN. All right, time to play a lineup game. Cardinals-Mets tonight. On the Hill for your Cardinals, Miles Michaelis, Tyler McGill. Is on the hill for the Mets. He's a right hander. All right, Jamie. We're going to go uh, copy and paste here. Probably. Maybe. I don't know anymore. My
3: God. I just don't know.
0: Um, so, Brendan Donovan? Yeah, Brendan Donovan. All right. Chose Brendan
3: Donovan.
5: All right. Way to go, Donnie. <laughs> okay. Got to be.
3: It's gotta, I like. Got to be gold. the big fundy. Yeah, the big fundy.
0: Show us Paul Goldschmidt.
3: I love gold.
0: Right hander, so.
3: Storm and Gorman.
4: Storm and Gorman. He's taking the league by storm. It's
3: your guy.
0: Uh, please, Marsh, go ahead and show us.
4: Nolan
6: Arenado. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Albert Pujos. I love you, man.
3: Alright, so this is this is the part now.
6: This is the is part. Is this
3: Jordan Walker or is this Contreras?
0: Contreras. That's my thought.
3: Hmm. I If I'm Ollie, mm-hmm. it's Contreras. If I'm passionate Cardinals fan, it's somebody else.
0: Who do you want to be today?
3: I don't really want to be Ollie right now, that's for sure. <laughs> How about can I just pretend to be Ollie's assistant coach? Sure. Wilson Contreras.
0: Show us Wilson Contreras, please.
2: Wilson! 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 Wilson!
3: Now what, Anthony? Now what? Is it Walk It Like I Talk It right now,
0: or is it Dylan Carlson? I say it's DC.
3: Alright, go ahead.
0: Marshy, why don't you go ahead and show us DC, please.
3: You're wrong. Uh, you know what?
0: It's Jordan Walker.
3: Show us Jordan Walker. Walk it like I, talk it, a. Talk. It like I talk it. Son of a- Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. you I think now it's Dylan Carlson.
0: Go for it. Show you us. You've earned it.
3: Dylan Carlson. Hey! Carl! Carl. Good to see you. All right. So now we've got uh, well, Edmund, Tommy Edmond Edmund is probably going to be somewhere.
0: nine. Who are we missing here? Well, you're missing DeYoung if you have him in the lineup.
3: Uh, yeah, I think you have to. You have to. Who, who, if you don't have DeYoung in the lineup, it means Tommy Edmond plays. Tommy,
0: Tommy Edmond be And that means short. your
3: outfield just got really bad.
0: Yeah, because you think have this Oscar is all right.
3: Show us the king is Ish. something. <laughs> the king has returned.
4: Wow, we went back to that one? It's not, uh... So the one day that I play the king is gone or whatever, yeah. he hits a home run. So why would so you why not would you, play yeah, that why again? You, yeah. yeah, I guess I
0: could have. What are you, the 6-1 hate? You just want them to lose? I don't like wow. I don't like this version of Marshy at all. What the
3: hell? Why would you mess with something? We're trying something to get them worked. to.
0: They, we're trying to get them to get going. Quite
4: honestly, awesome. okay, let's do it again. Oh, no,
3: well, work this way. You're right, all right, it's, it's fraudulent it's
0: at this point. All
4: right,
0: all right, all right. fine. Show us, on. Show today, us on Andrew, yeah, man.
4: It's
3: on you.
0: Yeah, and if DeYoung strikes out in the in the top of the ninth, bases loaded, game on the line, he strikes out. This is your fault. Anthony, he has five strikeouts in his last eight at bats. That's just really saying. good odds. I'm just saying. Fine. Who'd you say? Show us Tommy, Evan
2: sure But right now, I'm going to need you, Tommy boy, to get this place going.
3: I'm really disappointed. You know, before this started, you know, the Cardinals. Well, I shouldn't say they don't make changes. They made a big change. They uh, traded for Richie Palacios today. Yeah. Congratulations, Richie! You're a Redbird.
0: You might be saying to yourself right now. Wait, what? Who is that? Same response we had. Yeah. But my
3: thought before that was that the Cardinals are unwilling to change. Mm-hmm. We need to change, and I was mm-hmm. going to task Marshy with uh, working alongside him. Of course, mm-hmm. is yes. to finding new drops for all our players because it's the, not working. These ones aren't working. Yeah. So we're willing to Change we're willing to put in extra work, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't do that. And then he comes back with the Paul. One.
0: Yeah, I, I listen, I don't know,
3: like nothing else changed except for that one.
0: Yep, hmm. all hmm. right, it's over though. So, no, Marcy, nothing we can do now.
3: All you can do from here is build upward, mm-hmm. okay, bud? So, Marsha, I
0: guess
4: I'm losing like three nothing right now in my day. Yeah,
0: you're losing three. Did
4: you make <laughs> yeah. your bet? Did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, ah. Uh, Uh, Down one nothing there. No, No, I actually fell asleep on the couch last night. Oh, wow, that's
3: almost another goal right there.
0: Do you have a healthy breakfast? Yeah, sure. All right, you're down two to one. What did you have for breakfast?
4: Uh, well, actually, I didn't really eat breakfast, I I just ate lunch. (laughs) Down three nothing. Yep, yeah.
3: Did you work out? I had a good good, workout.
4: I don't know, I'm working out after work. Okay, so yeah. that, I mean that's that's okay. It's a late I mean, comeback. you can't. You can It's can't, a late comeback for sure. Uh, I'm a second uh, half. I'm a him. second em. half kind of day. Kinda sure. Guy. Yeah. He had a healthy lunch, so we'll give him I that was so three
3: to one. Mm-hmm.
4: I would almost count that as two. I had two. No. No.
3: Okay. okay. No. Don't
0: no. do that.
4: No All right, Marsh. So, well, you know, I was having a really good day actually until you started bullying me, Anthony. But me? Yeah. I, even the text line thought so too. Oh well, yeah. That's what it is.
3: That was Anthony's mom.
4: Yeah, thanks. thanks for listening, Mom. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least the text line is helping out. They're giving more uh, options for new drops. So
5: Okay. all
0: right, all Marsh, why don't you go ahead and run it? Let's get right. back on track here. Let's run it. Here
4: Leading we go. Leading off, second baseman, Brendan Donovan. Batting second, first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. Batting third, the DH, Nolan Gorman. Your cleanup hitter, third baseman. Nolan Arnato. Batting fifth, the catcher, Wilson Contreras. Batting sixth in left field, Jordan Walker. Batting seventh in right field, Dylan Carlson. Batting eighth, the shard stop, Paul DeYoung. Batting ninth in center, Tommy Edmond. Anthony, I got
3: a question for you before we get to the dingers here. Sure. Why would you not have Carlson in left field and Walker in right field? We've had this discussion before. I understand it. And the discussion always circles its way back to you need an arm in right field. Walker has an arm. I don't know if he knows where he's going, but he has an arm. Dylan Carlson is much more sound defensively. There's a lot more balls that get hit out to left field.
0: For me, left field was always a better read than right. You've got more right-handers in the league. You have more right-handers, period. When the ball comes off the bat, when the right-hander pulls, pulls the ball to left field, it's an easier read. Now, of course, if you got a lefty up and you're playing left, the ball's going to fade toward the foul line. But still, I think that's an easier read than being out in right, dealing with a lot of right-handers when that ball is fading to the left-hand side. What's a
3: percentage of... Balls that are hit to left field as opposed to right field. It's gotta be much greater.
0: I would think so too. Yeah,
3: so I'm putting Dylan Carlson in left field.
0: Because of the the fact that there's gonna be and less less plays for him to make.
3: I, I get that. No, Dylan Carlson will have more plays to make.
0: Right. I'm saying but Jordan Walker. Jordan would have Walker less. Le- that's, Because that's right now,
3: every time it gets hit down there, it's an adventure. Ground ball, pop fly, line drive. Yeah. Like, Dylan Carlson is a really good defensive outfielder. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to tighten up your game a little bit, even incrementally, yeah. Walker's got a cannon. We know he can throw the ball. And accuracy to be desired at times, and cutoff man is optional for him sometimes. I wouldn't even
0: say at times. I would say but, all the time. But he was struggling in right field, too.
4: Yeah,
3: but have you seen him in left?
0: I st- uh, yeah, maybe it's just my personal... Make him the DH. Personal opinion. I'm also looking at the dimensions, now that we get really into the weeds here. I don't know if it matters. I mean, there's there's more of a straight. There's Everything less. Matters, there's a Anthony. less. There's less to contend with Everything in left field. Everything matters
3: in the sport of baseball.
0: There's less to contend with in left field at City Field than in right.
3: How is there less? Would because, it have obstructions in right field?
0: No, because the 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 wall the wall goes in in and out out and. Do you want do you want a real answer? or No. Or are you just? Is this just your playground today?
3: No. I want a real answer, Anthony. But
4: give me a real answer.
0: There's a straight. There's straight away. There's a straightaway wall in left. There's more ins and outs when when you're talking about right fields. All right.
4: There's a lot of hostility
0: going on in this There's room a lot of right hostility. I don't all feel
4: all it at all. Parties. To be honest, I don't feel the hostility at
3: all.
0: We need to get back to this, guys. To, yep. We need, we need to, to, to come together here, boys. Yeah. Sure. So it's a Friday. Hope, mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Marsh? Yes. I love your calm, cool nature, your passion, and your love for the, mm-hmm. the St. Louis Cardinals. And my vision. And your vision, of course. Mm-hmm. Jamie? Mm. I love your tenacity, your intensity The fact that uh, you'll punch anybody at any time for any reason Is
3: that a good thing? Love it Huh
0: Alright, let's go guys, come on Awesome And you the listener, you- you're why we get up in the morning and sometimes make our bed mm-hmm. And come here to work and talk to you, okay? This you are why we do this
3: And you know what I love Paycheck about Paycheck doesn't hurt
0: either Yeah
3: I love your recognition of Andrew and I. Well done.
4: A lot better than yesterday. Thanks, Jamie. A lot better than yesterday.
0: You're for really sure.
3: perceptive. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's great.
0: It's good. <laughs> thanks, Jamie. Go ahead, Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> you think <laughs> that face <laughs> me. <does
7: it? laughs> I'm used to <laughs> it. Oh
5: <my> <laughs> go fast, go fast. I don't
2: believe what I just saw. <laughs> Home run. <laughs>
0: All right, is Jamie still in the lead, Marsh? He is. I feel like Marsh is down right now. He he's got to pick it up. We little got little. No, no, no. We have to pick him up. I feel like he's down right now. Jamie, go ahead. What's your home run you slung
3: his way. Anyways, oh, wow. <clears throat> Just all right, lifting him up. I don't know who the hell I'm picking. <laughs> Look at this lineup.
4: Like, yes, come you on. do. Come on. No,
3: I'm not doing it today.
4: I don't I'm even know if it. I'm down necessarily because of. That i not hit a
3: watermelon lately.
4: What? I think this team just has me in a funk, in a mental fog, as Anthony calls it.
0: Mental fog. That's right. Mental fog. A mog. Mm -hmm. A mog. That's right. That's what they call it. Yeah. Jamie, what's your pick?
3: The G-Man. My guy. Paul Goldschmidt.
0: There we go. Okay. I was wondering. I was wondering (laughs) if he's going to throw us a... (laughs) And Uncle Charlie there, and he did. <laughs> All right. I like Jamie's idea not going with his guy tonight. Uh-oh. I think there's something. I think there's something to that. I think the way that Jamie decided to fade Nolan Gorman, I think he's on something. Marsh, I will take Nolan Gorman. <laughs> Nolan Gorman, first home run. I think there's only
4: one player that uh, makes sense for me to take. And I'm trying like to this. right my wrongs. Oh, I'm, yeah, right this. Here, here, here. Yeah. I'm going with the former king,
0: Paul DeYoung.
5: The king is gone.
0: I like what you I, did there, Marsh. I do. <laughs> it might it, it might just work, Jamie. It's a pretty good spin. It's pretty good spin by mm-hmm. Marshy. Way to go. All right. I'll accept it. I will, too. All right. Speaking of Marsh, he's got What's Trending coming up next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN.
2: Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill.
0: Donate to Goodwill and get a half-price Cardinals ticket voucher.
4: Welcome back to the fast Line here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers. I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for what's trending, guys. Greg Bearhalter was named the United States Men's National Team head coach again for soccer. A lot of people, from what I've seen, not too happy about this. What are your
0: thoughts? Well, Did not they fire him a couple years ago? What yep. was going yeah, on? Did yeah, they fire long long him ago. for a
3: specific reason too?
4: There was a, a little, um, I don't want to call it a scandal by any means. Well, but out with
3: it, Marsh. You're not his lawyer. Let's go. It had
4: to do with him and Gio Reina's parents, and they were—they accused him of assault, and, and it was a whole ordeal, and everything hmm. ended up coming out fine for uh, Bear Halter, but um, he had some off-the-field turmoil. We'll just leave it at that. Well, that
3: sounds promising. Hmm. But now he's back. Yeah. Okay. I don't know enough about the individual as far as um, his away from the field conduct or off the field conduct. I don't know enough about the situation to comment on that period. I just here's where I go with it. Hey USA, you couldn't find a better dude. Like the sport really? is growing at yeah. a ferocious pace in this country, and you don't actually have to be from here to coach the team soccer is a worldwide phenomenon when it comes to sports Mm -hmm. you couldn't find a better dude i'm sure there's somebody that's equally as good as a coach but you couldn't find a better dude
0: yeah you had to go back
3: like what what, you had to go back to the well with someone where you had a little bit of a controversy with why
0: yeah i don't understand
3: that unless everybody else just said no which i find that hard to believe i find it very hard to believe that Everybody else said no, and that this guy is head and shoulders better than anybody else you could find.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. That's a great question. I saw I saw a documentary one time where this one team hired a football coach. Never had coached soccer before or football.
5: Yeah, uh, and they, I, they hired
4: him. Yeah, I mean, you could you could have gone mm-hmm. that route too. Maybe hired a basketball coach. You know? Yeah, you know it's crazy that uh, that football coach actually implemented basketball into their scheme really the triangle yeah the triangle offense well
0: here's here's the deal you, you need innovation okay yeah innovation creativity sounds like uh the u.s national team just decided to go go back to the same deal
3: well apparently there are some things behind it here too oh boy no nothing just uh, to clarification here okay. apparently he was not fired They just didn't renew his contract,
0: which is another way of Of firing. There we go. Mm.
3: And now they're bringing him back. Uh, Part two of this from a different texter is they hired an outside firm to sift through all this and still landed on this guy. They said, which is ridiculous.
0: Okay. There we go. There we go.
3: All right. Mm. Moving on. Whatever.
4: Speaking of uh, off-the-field or off-the-court incidents, John ja Morant suspended for 25 games after his second gun video.
3: Yeah. He deserves it. There's a lot of people that are like, ah, oh, 25 games, and the, the NBA Players Association is like, this is too stiff of a penalty. Really? Like, he's a repeat offender. He, how I, – I, I'm, I'm assuming that – before I go in a direction of criticizing the young man here,
5: mm-hmm.
3: I'm assuming, and based on what I've heard and read, that he needs some help. He needs some professional help in some capacity. But, man, when you were already just, like, suspended slash sat out slash we're not sure last year for an extended period, I think it was, like, 10 games, Marshy? Was it something like that?
4: Somewhere around Somewhere that, around
3: yeah. 10-ish games. And now you come back less th- what months months later with another gun video hmm like what did you think was gonna happen
0: yeah well Jamie uh, you the the part that you touched upon though is the key you said there's there's more to this here I mean they had to at one point authorities were called to do a wellness check on John Moran because he had a cryptic message on Instagram saying he sent sent the messages of love to his mother father and daughter before ending it with the word bye so a wellness check was done on him and this was back in may so there's a pattern of behavior clearly i shouldn't say clearly i am not i'm not a doctor i'm not a therapist but i would i i would imagine jamie that there is something going on here that he is suffering from that he has no idea on there's some sort of pain trauma in his life, whether it's you know it and trauma and pain. It doesn't have to be big or small. It doesn't have to categorize as that. There's something there, and I hope that he gets professional help finding out why he would risk his NBA career instead of saying, in other words, instead of saying, why would you do this? Why would you put all this you know your career on the line, all this money on the line? Why would you do this just but just for having guns in a video? I think that's a really good question. Why would he be why would he be willing to do that? There is something there where he's looking at it and saying. My NBA career doesn't matter. The money doesn't matter. Nothing matters. And he's continuing this pattern of behavior. So I hope, again, I hope he gets professional help on this because I
3: think he's probably dealing with something. I think that's part of this suspension is within the 25 games, there's also um, things attached to it, other specifications to where I think he has to um, get treatment, get help, and go through a process in order to get back. I'm trying to find it here right now but i I do know that there was something attached to the 25 games that was above and beyond basically a wellness thing for him to make sure that he's um, mentally ready and able and healthy to come back after 25
0: games you know jamie maybe you can weigh on this too because you had to deal with not deal with work work with i should say work with the nhlpa but the national basketball players association is unhappy with the length of Morant's suspension, according to a statement made by their executive director, called the 25-game suspension conditions for Morant's return excessive and inappropriate. To me, this is when the NBA Players Association—and correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie—I would think that the Players Association would step in and say, let's, "Let's let's get this young man some help," as opposed to saying, "Oh, it's 25 games; it's ridiculous." Or whatever you may eventually come to that, but what are you doing to protect your player? What are you What are you doing to help? I'm sure yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies are, are, are stepping up, doing, doing what they can. But I think this is where the NBA Players Association needs to say, instead of fighting the 25-game suspension, let's first get him some help mm. and, then, and then go from there.
3: Yeah, so sometimes the players' unions, they look beyond the singular player. They look beyond that and they look at like the masses of the players. Sure. And they're trying to establish
0: not sending a precedent maybe yeah so that That if there's
3: another player that you know like the problem is that and what i found out about the nhlpa uh, after many years is that they care ish about you they care about the overall group Mm -hmm. the overall look of the group the results of the group from a salary standpoint from a lesser suspension all that Yep. They don't necessarily put their arm around you as an individual and be gotcha. like, let me help you. Now, the NHL PA has done a fantastic job, along with the NHL, with their drug and alcohol abuse uh, program. Uh, there is all sorts of programs in place now to help guys through some situations. But, you know, the Players Union's job is to protect the masses. And I don't know how you explain this one. You know, maybe they're just trying to lower the suspension a bit, or maybe some of the conditions. Because they said the conditions. Maybe some of the conditions are really strict in this. I, I don't know. If I was the president of the NBA Players Association, I'd call a meeting immediately with all of the uh, heads of the team. Like, so each player, each team has a representative. Mm-hmm. I'd have a big conference call or a big Zoom meeting and be like, "How do we feel about this?" Yeah. Because here's what I think: Is John Morant needs help. He's had two incidents in less than six months. It's a bad look. It's a bad look on all the players, the league, you name it. How do we want to approach this? How hard are we going to dig in our heels and push here? How much are we going to say this is unfair? And if we do, what are the grounds of that? Because if we push back on this suspension, we better darn well really believe that this is excessive because if I'm the president, I'm like, I don't know if I feel like this is excessive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. They must have gotten together at some point and figured it out.
4: And Gilbert Arenas, he had, a what, a year-long suspension for, for his incident? So, mm-hmm. maybe they, they took that previous uh, incident and was like, okay, this is what happened here. This is a lesser degree. We're going to give him less games and obviously a full year. Um, but maybe that's what they did.
3: I think the Who NBA knows? will probably use that, too. For sure. And say, listen, this is what happened last time. Your guy here... He's had two incidents. Now, not all quite the same severity, and you know whatever, but two, multiple in a very short amount of time. That's the problem.
0: Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, I'm Anthony Stoltz It's the Fast on One Hundred and One ESPN. We're going to pick the brain of Matt Holiday next. He'll join us. to we'll talk about the the Cardinals' struggles, and he's been a part of clubhouses that have, have have that have thrived, that have gone through bad streaks like the Cardinals are going through now. What is what are his thoughts on the current Cardinals? That's next on One Hundred and One ESPN.
2: Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Now batting for the Fast Lane, Cardinals Hall of Famer and fifth member Matt Holiday. We're hanging with Holiday on 101 ESPN.
5: Powered by Air Alliance Team Heating and Cooling. Getting the job done quickly, correctly, 100% of the time.
0: 302, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Staltzer, joined by the uh, Cardinals Hall of Famer, World Series champ, joins us every week, Matt Holiday. What's up, Matt?
6: Hey guys. How we doing? We're doing good. Well, we're
0: okay. For the most part. We're okay. Yeah. Times are uh, times are tough when, you know, you're talking about uh, the Cardinals not not doing well, but times are tougher within that clubhouse. What do you think is going through the minds of guys like, you know, Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt and the leadership group that are trying to figure this out right now?
6: Yeah, I think uh, it's one of those things where you t- try to take a, a deep breath with the off day yesterday, and, and you show up, um, you try to turn the page, and you try to come today with a fresh – uh, look at things, try to turn the page on, on, um, on everything that's happened. And, and so it's, uh, it's not easy to do, but I think that's the mindset is, is today's a new day. You look at it as a blessing. You get a chance to play in the major leagues today. You get a chance to play for an organization like St. Louis Cardinals in front of a great fan base. Uh, you're playing baseball for a living. Um, try to try to give yourself some perspective and, and, and make it fun again, try to go out there and, um, and have some fun. Try to try to try to find a way to to get the guys to, to lighten up a little bit, loosen up a little bit, laugh, smile. Um, try to try to make it more fun because right now it's not fun. It's 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 very difficult. You're finding ways to lose. Um, losing is not fun. Um, so I, I think that that's the mindset. I think as a, as a veteran player is, is try to loosen the young guys up a little bit. Try to loosen each other a little bit. And, and, uh, and try to remember that it's uh, you know this you don't get to play forever and, and try to enjoy this as much as you can even when you're struggling.
3: Yeah, it's tough. That's for sure. I've been in a couple of these situations too, Matt. And. You know, I, I, I wonder what the process is for baseball players. And I'm going to ask you, like how, how hard is it to reset? Because I know in, a, in the midst of a tough hockey season, we do have multiple days off at times. You can get on the ice and you start working on your shot or working on something and kind of build up some momentum to where you're feeling better about your game. Mentally, you feel a little bit healthier. But when it comes to baseball, being on the field pretty much every single day playing games, how do the players reset, and is it more of a mental thing than physical or start to do the physical than the mental comes?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think it can be a little bit of both. It is it is difficult. I mean, you, you, you do get some of the night game or the day game followed by an off day followed by a night game that almost feels almost like two days off. And, and uh, But I, I think, like you said, you, you, sometimes it is mental. Sometimes you need a physical adjustment that will help you, help, help you mentally. Um, but I, I think that, you know, like I said, I, I think sometimes – uh, you just need to kind of remember that, that you don't get to play forever. It is still Major League Baseball. It's still a chance to go out and play and compete. Um, it's not over. Uh, the season's not over. And, and you just chip away one day at a time. And if you can go on a little bit of a hot streak, uh, the division isn't going to run away from you. Um, and so I, I think you, you have that end goal that, we, hey, we're, it's not over. But I, I think you also have the, the one day at a time mindset where, hey, we can only win one game today. There's only one game to be won today. Um let's try to have some fun and go out and win today and then and then we'll go from there. So it is a little difficult when you play every day to kind of get a get a fresh reset, but I think you do the best you can to to bring a a positive attitude into the field today. So Matt, the,
3: the question the next question I have a bit of a follow up is well one you're right the division is still it's still within your reach, which is a positive thing if you're the Cardinals. Um, but when you're especially in baseball because there's so many games i'm always intrigued by this is is playing a lot of games when you've had a little bit you've had a day off maybe it's a little bit of a reset but now playing a lot of games as a team is it the best case scenario to find your way out of there or does it become the enemy at some point
6: yeah i mean you know when you're going well and you're playing well you can't wait to get to the field you know you're gonna you know find a way to win the at- the atmosphere the environment the the, you know, the vibe, if you will, is, is fun. It's light. It's loose. Guys can't wait to see each other. Um, when in going through this, it's heavy. Um, it's, it's sometimes it can be, you know, guys are not necessarily looking forward to getting to the field. And, um, so I, I think when it's going good, it's awesome that you play every day. You can't wait to get there. And then there's times when you're losing, you get your butt kicked where the season seems to drag along and, and you seem to you're around each other so much that things start to annoy you. And, um, so it could it can be both. It can be awesome and and a blessing. And it also can be, uh, very difficult, uh, very, uh, trying on, on your, uh, you know, on your attitude and, and, and start complaining and guys start, you know, they start looking for things to complain about and then you get, you know, you're finding ways to lose. Um, so that, that can be, that can be hard, but, um, knowing, uh, you knowing some of the veterans that they have in there, I, I think that they're going to do their best to, to fight that off.
0: Matt Holliday, Cardinals Hall of Famer, joining us right now on the Fast Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Matt, as I'm sure you can imagine, there's a lot of chatter, a lot of frustration among Cardinals fans, uh, and, and some of it is directed at Ollie Marmel. You played for Clint Hurdle. You played for Tony. You played for Mike. You played for Joe Girardi at one point. Uh, you are one year with the Yankees. It, from your experience what what is the role of the manager when you get into a funk like this or any any role for that matter throughout the course of 162 games
6: well i think the the hard part is is that that you know fans people want to blame somebody they sure. want somebody they want they want they want to you know there's got to be something that you know they and, and you can't fire the whole team and so you know people start to talk about who we could get rid of to change things up and 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 so that that becomes difficult. But I, I think as, as a manager, um, you know, being being the same, you know, and, and, and to the, you you're not you're not uh, happy happy guy when we win, and you're mad at everybody and pissed off guy when you lose. And and uh, I think you know when you continue to treat people the right way, you continue to be honest with your players, um, you're positive with your players, um, you try to put them in the best position to win. You don't make excuses. Um, you have their backs. You support them, um, you know. I, I think that that's that's all you can do as a manager. And really, um, you try to put the players in the best position you can to win each game, each night. And then you you know you deal with the how it plays out. And you know, so far it, it's been it's been difficult, obviously. But um, you know, I, I think it. As Nolan and, and some of the guys are, are being very vocal about, hey, we got to play better. You know, we're just not playing well. This isn't uh, pitching change moves or you know just all the things that a manager, you know, in-game stuff, like the, the, the players are, are taking responsibility that they just haven't played well. And so um, I, I think that as a manager, you just be consistent. And, and um, I think that's that's something Ollie's really good at.
3: So, Matt, no surprise here, Cardinal Nation, there's some passionate fans. And to your point earlier, everybody kind of wants their pound of flesh, right? They want to blame yeah. somebody or point the finger somewhere. Well, one of the small narratives around here has been, you know, the leadership group within the clubhouse. And I would imagine that would incorporate Wayno, Nolan, Goldie, Contreras, you know, some of the veteran guys surrounding that team. But my question is not so much about their leadership. My question is, you know, as a veteran guy, as an Arenado or a Goldie or a Wayno, how do you help some of the young guys through some of these struggles while going through your own at the same time?
6: well that that that's hard because you know when you when you're you don't feel like you're playing to your potential and you're not really pulling your own weight if you're struggling a little bit it's hard to to, to uh, sort of take somebody under their own wing and tell them what they need to be doing I mean I, I think that, that you lead by example um, you 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 lead by your work ethics you lead by um, how you show up with a positive attitude um, you know if you see something you say something if, if you see some, guys getting negative or you see young players starting to to uh, you know not 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 really show up on time or or not put in the work that it takes to be great um, that's when you step in and say something you're not you're not talking about performance on the field you're talking about what it takes to be great and and the things the little things if guys start slacking in that area as a veteran player you got to say something you got it has no you know it doesn't matter you know if you're in a slump or you're not you're not playing well right now. If you see something that's not a winning culture, not, not part of, um, you know, what, what it's going to take to get this team back where you want it, then you've got to say something. And so I think that that's something as a leader, um, you know, like you said, particularly when maybe you're not killing it uh, on the field, but you still have to police uh, the little things uh, that you might see that, that lead to, you know, long-term um, things that could be, could be a problem
0: matt how's the family doing
6: everybody's good we're uh down in jupiter now and we went and saw jackson for four or five days uh aberdeen and and now we're down in uh, jupiter ethan has got a tournament coming up and so we just got here and we'll be here for a week or two and he's got several two tournaments here um so we're just uh traveling east coast watching baseball and and uh hanging out
0: beautiful how's homers for health too what do you guys got going on there
6: it's going good it's going good we got uh, we got some things coming up um, I'm not sure exactly on the dates but you can always go to the website but um, it's still going well and, and the fans are still supporting it and still doing great things for for kids and families um, so we're still uh, heavily involved and uh, I'm sure we'll be up uh, to st. Louis a time or two this this uh, this season for something
0: beautiful excellent and and that website uh, glenon.org homers for health you just Google. You know, home, Homer's yeah, for Health, yeah. uh, and you'll see Matt's foundation. Easy to find. Yeah, Matt and Leslie's foundation, uh, in and in a great way to look at some upcoming events and some videos and stuff like that. So, again, just Google Homer's for Health, and you'll, you'll see all the upcoming events going on. Matt, we love having you on the show. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the baseball.
6: Okay, guys. Take care. See YouTube. you. Too. Thanks. Right, have that's, a good weekend.
0: It's Matt Holiday here in the Fastline on 101 ESPN. Uh, it's a great perspective. It man. is. Yeah, and it might not be something, you know, it, you might be tuned in and you're still, you're still in that plow, pound of flesh. Mode and you want us to ask him whether or not Ollie should be fired or anything like that. It's it, that's not gonna Matt's not gonna uh, dive into that. He's just you know. I
3: it, was more interested on the player side. Yeah, part, it, it,
0: well, that's his perspective, isn't it? Yeah. and I love the question that you asked him about. You're you're a veteran leader. You're one of the best players, and you're struggling. Yet you're also in a leadership role. Yeah. Now what? And I thought his answer was great. It was honest. He still has to call <laughs> things out.
3: Yeah, it, it was honest though. It's, it's kind of like we talked about though. They talk about leading by example so that you never lower the measuring stick. Like the standard is what it is. We may not be playing well, but this is the standard that we have to at least work to. But it is tough, man. If you're struggling and you're 0 for whatever or 0 for whatever with runners in scoring position or you're Mm -hmm. striking out a lot and you turn over and you tell the kid, hey, listen, man, you need to wait on this pitch. And he's looking at you like, really, bro?
5: Right.
0: But you wait on your own pitch. Have
3: you seen your video lately? Right. You know, but again, if a young player acts like that, he's not the right player for your organization.
0: That's a good point. And and that could be, and you can also, too, as a leader, you could say, this is what I'm, I I noticed something that you're doing that that I fall victim to, too. I'm not waiting back. I'm not sitting back. Or I'm getting jumpy. Whatever it may be. And I think that's a good way to relate while also showing leadership. So great perspective, as always, from our guy Matt Holiday. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jordan Walker, is the motion good for the young rookie? Some of the comments that he made uh, to John Denton in a recent MLB.com article. I don't know what Jordan Walker's inevitably going to be, Jamie, but I love the kid's attitude, and nothing changed from what I read from John Denton. Nice. That's next on, on 101 ESPN.
2: <laughs> We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: Back in action tonight. They take on the New York Mets. In New York, of course, City Fields. 6'10 local time. Try to get this thing up uh, pointing in the right direction, Jamie. This reminds me of that time when the Cardinals were playing
4: the Mets. And we had a texter text in saying that the weather was fine. Oh
0: yeah. But the game was in <laughs> flushing. Yeah, the game had been called. <laughs> the game had been called. And it's a like, why? It's beautiful here in St. Louis. What are they doing? Yeah, game was in uh, the city field, guys. <laughs> so that was going on there. Yeah, it's a fast line on one ESPN. If you missed it earlier, the Cardinals did make a trade today. It oh, was uh, they have acquired infielder outfielder Richie Palacios from the Guardians for cash considerations. He was optioned to Memphis. Tyler O'Neill was also transferred to the 60-day IL. He has been out since May 5th and recently received two injections in his back. John Denton of MLB.com talked recently to Jordan Walker, and honestly, Jamie, a lot of the quotes that Jordan Walker had, I don't know. I don't know what Jordan Walker is going to be. I, I don't know if he's if he's the, uh, the the next superstar in this in this organization. Or if he's just going to be a prospect that inevitably doesn't make it. I don't know. But everything that this kid says, his demeanor, off the field, the maturity, makes me want to root for him. In fact, it doesn't make me want to. I do root for him. He talked about the demotion... Going down to Memphis earlier this year with John Denton. he said it did hurt me it did hit me hard a little bit, but I still went down there and I was joking around with my teammates and having a good time. Baseball wasn't as fun, obviously, but it's still a joy to be on the field. Once I got a little more comfortable, it clicked. I just think it's an aspect of not putting too much on myself. Later on in the in the article, he talked about in AAA, I was struggling the worst I have all season, but when I came out of it, I started getting that confidence back. He has hit four fourteen with two home runs and two doubles during his eight game hitting streak back with the Cardinals. I always have confidence, Walker said, but it was nice to see like the ball hit the grass again for hits. That's when I realized that even when I struggle, I can get out of them no matter how bad it looks. At one point I was hitting one thirty or something. I was determined to get myself out of it and never turn. Turn it into a lose-all-hope situation. If I get into a slump again, I know I can get out of of it because of what I went through. That was really an eye-opening experience, and I needed it. Struggling and battling through it, I needed the little wake-up call, and I was able to get a positive out of it. In simple terms, what I learned is just keep pushing. For a young player, 21 years old, to talk about how I needed a little bit of a wake-up call... When he made the team originally because he battled through adversity in spring training, I think shows a, shows a lot of maturity. We're not talking about a veteran that's got loads of experience. We're talking about a young player with loads of potential but a lot of focus on him this season after he made the team. And he's still saying, "I go down there, eye-opening experience, I needed a little bit of a wake-up call, and I got something out of it. I love, the, I love this kid's maturity.
3: That's what you want. You want your young player to to understand what is happening a lot of young players and i was guilty of this too you get sent down you're angry why why is it my fault we don't lose because of me i did my job why am i being sent down i'm good enough to play here i'm better than so-and-so it has nothing to do with that it has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with going down And continuing to work on your game to get the development, to get the coaching, to reboot the computer of some level or spark you. Not in this case for Jordan Walker, but just using personal experience through that. I didn't always have the maturity uh, at a young age that I didn't, I shouldn't say didn't always. I just didn't have the maturity at a young age to do what Jordan Walker did. And we talked about Basil McRae was yesterday or the day before Mm -hmm. some funny events with Basil. Basil's the one guy that when I got sent down, I was angry Angry and he pulled me aside and he told me there's two ways to go about it is go down there angry and stay there or go down there with the right attitude work so hard they have to call me up. nice And I kind of looked down I was like he's like honestly go down there you're angry all the the world is against you you pout you won't be back here yeah not right now you won't be back here for a while but if you go down there and you play with the chip on your shoulder but you're working real hard and you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be back here. he was right. And so Jordan Walker, you know, that was a guy that was like 34 years old at the time on the blues for me that gave me words of wisdom. Jordan Walker's just turned 21 and either someone's gotten in his ear throughout the course of his life because for a couple of years now, every time you talk to Jordan Walker, he his words are wise beyond his age. Mm-hmm. So someone's been in his ear or he's just figured it out that this is what's necessary, this is how it has to happen. I'm going to take full advantage of it. I'm going to continue to get better as a player. Right. And that's what he did. And so he embraced it, and I think that's part of the reason that you know, he continues to be in the lineup. His, def- his defensive game needs work, to say the least. But maybe he's the one guy, this is what we don't know, maybe he's one of the guys that are the young guys that's willing to do it. Maybe he's out there every day working with Willie McGee. Maybe he's doing extra work in the cage. Maybe he's doing extra video work where others may not be doing it to the extent that Jordan Walker is doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he's getting opportunity over other individuals. Yes, yeah, good point. I don't know that to be true, but I do know that there's a reason behind it. There's a reason for everything that teams do, and the Cardinals, as much as we want to badmouth them, Uh, for certain decisions that they've made ordinarily they have the be patient motto as we know Mm -hmm. if that was the case on this one here Jordan Walker would still be in Memphis but they see upside to this guy or they see more upside to him in the present than they do with some of their other guys
0: right I love what you said about going down to you know the minors during your career and having that mindset of I was angry everything is external I think this is a good life thing, too. I'm talking to myself as much as anybody. But, you know, external. It's, this, it's, it's, it's not my fault. Situation's fault. Or it's this person's fault. Everything's external. But when you, when you start to have that internal mindset of, no, this is on me. I had my opportunities. I didn't take full advantage of them. But I won't make that same mistake. I'm going to work my ass off to get back up there. Just that shift in mindset refocuses you you say well okay what did I allow we want to externalize everything what did I allow I allowed this to go on this is on me it's not gonna happen again and have a game plan and be calm keep your emotions in check and you work your ass off and that's seemingly what Jordan Walker did and now he's back up and he's he's having some success and I hope he stays for the long run. And if this, the Cardinals are going to be, unfortunately, if they're going to be a losing team, Jamie, one of the small good things to come out of this is that Jordan Walker is going to get his reps out in the outfield. And hopefully he'll be better off for it when, it, when it's all said and done. Right now it's bad, but hopefully he'll become a better outfielder with an eye to the future.
3: Well, he will. It's inevitable when you're an athlete that's that good and you've been a ball player that's been so successful it's inevitable that you will get better. Will he be a gold glover? I don't know. That's to be determined. But mm-hmm. it's inevitable that the work he puts in, the maturity level that he has, and his dedication to doing it, he will become a lot better.
0: Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalzer's fast line on 101 ESPN. So as we know, the NHL draft is coming up. Should the Blues take the best player available or aim for what they need? And I think this is, a, this is always a fascinating and conversation. this question. Regardless of the sport. That's next on 101 ESPN. Alex Ferrario will be live at Nashville during the week of the NHL draft. He's going to be doing some live reports down in in Nashville. It's in Nashville, correct? Yeah. Down in Nashville, so it's going to be...
3: That dirty dog.
0: Nice job there, Alex.
3: Yeah, he he put himself out there. Oh, you know what? I'll do it. Fine. I'll go to Nashville. Really?
0: I'll take one for the team here. My goodness. Yeah. So watch the, out for a couple of those
3: places. Fifty-four bucks for a bucket of beer, Alex. Yeah, yeah.
0: keep your head on a swivel down there, Seriously. Alex. So he'll be reporting from from down in, in Nashville for the uh, NHL draft. This question has uh, this goes back to the Roman times, really, Jamie. Uh-huh. The way I look at it, should the Blues take the best player available, or should they aim for a big defenseman? The Blues, as we've ta- as we've discussed, lack size and overall skill, not necessarily skill period, but just size with that skill at the blue line. Do you think they should target that specific need when it comes to the 10th overall pick?
3: Well, this is a very difficult question from the standpoint of there's no sure things. There's no sure things. Like when you look at this draft, the top five, are probably sure-thing NHLers. Mm-hmm. Are they sure-thing starters or stars or whatever like that? I don't know. Connor Bedard looks like he's in great shape, going to be you know, some kind of a scoring guy, but will that happen right away? Will he hit the levels of scoring that we think he can hit? Fantilli is a really good centerman, big size, speed, all that stuff, but will it always be... Uh, Always be there for him. Will he be a star? It's just the draft is unpredictable because these are young kids. Yeah. So when you're when you're picking at 10, that's kind of a gray area. Are you getting an NHLer that'll be on your roster right away within a year? Probably not. You're probably looking at that pick going two years down the road, we might have a player. Hell, it might be three. So if you're the Blues and you're looking at it that way, then you're not just picking a guy for a need you have right now. You're not. Mm-hmm. But here's the caveat. There's a player called David Reinbacher. Uh, he plays in Kloten in the Swiss League. Uh, he's, got, he's a big left-handed shot, puck-moving defenseman. Do you circle that guy and go, Hey, I know that right now we need this, but I can guarantee in three years we'll probably still have a need for this. Because the defenseman, as we know, that's a position that you will always want. Mm -hmm. Always want good defensemen. And if you pick this guy and you have a chance to develop him and get, like, he comes to camp, he gets to see the team, he gets to see the new coach, he gets to read, get the chance to play the systems in a preseason game or whatever. So, David Reinbacher is rated right now to go ninth overall. The Blues have the 10th pick. Does Reinbacher get picked ahead? Does he get picked down? Does Army decide to pull some kind of a small trade and move up one or two spots to guarantee himself a shot at Reinbacher? I would. I would. Yeah, I'm looking at the Blues' depth chart on defense. They've got some good young guys here, but they don't have a defenseman that they picked in the top 10. None of their defensemen have ever been picked in the top 10. Alex Petrangelo is your last defenseman that you picked in the top 10, I believe. No, Eric Johnson was... Yeah, EJ was. Well, EJ was before Petro, wasn't he? EJ was oh
4: yeah. six or O yeah. six and then uh, Petro was oh eight. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. so
3: Alex Petrangelo is your last guy that you had as a high draft pick as far as defenseman. Uh, he's worked out pretty good. He's done a pretty good job.
0: For two teams, unfortunately. Yeah.
3: So this is a guy, David Reinbach. I'm not saying he's going to be Alex Petrangelo because mm-hmm. those guys are rare, but he has an opportunity to be that guy. So if I'm the Blues, I think you can circ or check two boxes at the same time here by picking the best player available and an area of need.
0: I think that what you said about looking forward, yeah, we have this need right now. Will we likely be looking for this position or this type of player three years from now too? Yes. Then there you go. I think we get caught up too much in predicting who's going to pan out that we lose focus to some of the, the the basic concepts. For example, when I think of the the NFL draft, everybody gets enamored with the wide receiver. The wide receiver that's got all of this, you know, he, he had a great he had a great collegiate career, he run off the charts, size is all there. Can you find starting wide receivers in the middle rounds? Yes. What is the one one or two areas where you where you can't have enough of? And to me, it's pass rushers. It's pass rushers and pass protectors. You're likely to need pass rushers every, every single year. Either, you're, either you need starters at that spot, or your depth isn't good enough. And the New York Giants, when they beat the Patriots, the undefeated Patriots, and when they beat them again three, four years later, they did so because of what? They harassed Tom Brady. They had a couple of nice catches in both games, too. Don't, don't want to overlook that. <laughs> yeah. But they, hara- they, they for the, the, the majority of the games, they harassed Tom Brady. Like nobody could solve that that Patriots team in 07. The Giants just flat out got after him. And when those pass rushers, you know Michael Strahan and uh, Yor and I think Justin Tuck was on that team, they had levels and depth of pass rushers. So as we get back to the blues, to hone in on one specific player and say he's going to be the best player the draft is not a perfect science. To your point, Jamie, it's unpredictable. So I think what you want to do is kind of, it's like a dartboard. Yeah, of course you want to hit the bullseye, but it's unlikely that you're going to hit the bullseye every time in the first round. So why don't we go for an area on the dartboard? Yeah. Big defensemen, other, other impact positions, and let's throw it there. And whoever winds up from that group Winds up at the tenth pick or ninth pick if you want to trade up, that's your guy. And that's the way I tend to look at any any draft. What's an impact position? Who's going to be available while while we're there? Because to try to find the needle in the haystack at a position that you can find in later rounds or in free agency, I think that's where teams get in a mistake. Like this guy's can't miss. Nobody's can't miss.
3: Yeah. So the reason I feel like the Blues should go for the defenseman is you already have young forwards. You've got Thomas, you've got Kyrie, you've got Neighbors, you've got Snuggaroo, like right around. You've got Zachary Bolduc. You've got a plethora of young players uh, up up front. You don't have a top ten pick defenseman. Yeah, you don't have that in your cupboard right now, and this is why. I always go back to that because you'd build your team from the net out. Well, mm-hmm. goaltenders, there's not a goaltender that— You, know, in yeah, the you Blues, can't take
0: one every single year. And, That's And the the Blues one have Bennington,
3: and they got Hofer, yeah, and bet. they've got Ellis. Like They're good right. on goalies right now. Where they have a need is the future of the defense corps. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? It could be David Reinbacher. Now, a uh, pivot on this one here, Marshy, and you know mm-hmm. this, the Vancouver Canucks— have bought out or will be buying out Oliver Ekman Larson hmm. of his contract. Um, they're going to pay him $20 million to be a free agent, basically. Wow. <clears throat> Oliver Ekman Larson is a six foot two, 210 pounds left handed shot. He's had some pretty good success in his career over the years with the Coyotes, and not so much success with the Vancouver Canucks, but that has been a bit of a train wreck the last couple of years as well. So I find that very intriguing as an option now for Doug Armstrong, being that he will be unrestricted and he's being paid $20 million already. I don't know if looking for a home run contractually is what Ekman Larson will want. Mm -hmm. I think that he'll want to reestablish his market. Anthony, how do you reestablish your market?
0: by playing on a one year deal and killing it
3: there you go so if Doug Armstrong is able to sell the idea of listen, got a new defense coach retooling, you're going to be a big part of this blue line
5: mm. um,
3: you get power play opportunities you penalty kill opportunities You know, and if I'm Ekman Larson I go but wait, your blue line's crowded you got Skandela, Krug and Letty right now on the left side, where do I fit in That's when Army's going to have to figure out where he fits in. Right.
5: But But you get him in the door first.
3: Unrestricted free agency comes in after July 1st. The draft is happening, as we know, in two weeks. So lots of things can happen at the draft. And if Army decides to make room to move players, I would go kick the tires on Oliver Ekman Larson and sell him on the idea of recapturing your market, your value.
4: I like it a lot. Marshy, what do you think? Uh, I know it's a different position, but I think Armstrong could easily use examples for ekman larson if that is something that you know he's interested in. But just look at Verona and Kapanen, bringing those guys in to give them a chance. And for the most part, I thought they were pretty successful at the end of the year. And Like I said, I know it's a different position, but this could be a team for guys like those two. And maybe ekman Larson fits into that category as well.
3: He's only 31, so you don't want—you're not going to give him a four-year deal. You're not going to be like, because Army would never. Mm -hmm. But on a one-year deal, Mm -hmm. a million, million and a half, even go two if you're getting crazy. I like it. I don't know. I think that uh, I think that certainly would be a help on the blue line. He's had some injury issues over the last couple of years, but I think he would be uh, a good addition. We get a lot of questions about this Michtkov. Kid, the Russian um, Michkov. And this is tricky because Matvey Michkov has three more years left on a contract in the KHL. Mm. And the Russian players, sometimes they don't leave Russia. Sometimes they just don't. Now, a lot of younger guys, Kaprizov, and those guys are paving the way for the younger wave of Russians to come over. But if you're the St. Louis Blues, are you drafting a guy you won't have access to for three more years? Like it's it's one thing to not have him play in the NHL, but be in your farm system Mm -hmm. and be developing him. It's another thing to just have him in another league altogether with a coaching staff that's not developing him for you. Right. So I I personally wouldn't take the risk. I think you have enough young potentially superstar forwards in Thomas and Cairo. They have the potential being hundred point guys, both of them respectively. I don't think I'm wasting my pick on a guy that is a question mark as to when he might actually be available for your team. So that's why I would steer clear of him. Apart from that, he's a hell of a player. I just don't know if the risk is worth the reward.
0: How does an athlete reset mechanically versus mentally, and are those two things intertwined? We'll get into that conversation next on 101
2: ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers
6: on 101
2: ESPN.
6: I think sometimes it is mental, sometimes you need a physical adjustment that will help you mentally. But I think that you just need to kind of remember that you don't get to play forever, it's still Major League Baseball, it's still a chance to go out and play and compete. The season's not over and you just chip away one day at a time and if you can go on a little bit of a hot streak, the division isn't going to run away from you. So I think you have that end goal that we hey it's not over, but I think you also have the the one day at a time mindset where hey we can only win one game today. There's only one game to be won today. Let's try to have some fun and go out and win today, and then and then we'll go from there. So it is a little difficult when you play every day to kind of get a fresh reset, but I think you do the best you can to to bring a positive attitude into the field today.
0: That's Cardinals Hall of Famer Matt Holliday who joined us earlier today in the fast lane with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stoltz. You can listen to the entirety of that interview at 101. ESPN.com or your 1-1 ESPN mobile app. After the show, it's all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. That was a. There we go. That was the question that Jamie had asked Matt about. <laughs> they both work. Yeah, they both work absolutely. Uh, that was a question that Jamie asked about kind of the the mental approach of things and what happens first typically when you're when you're going through a slump. Is it physical? That leads to more confidence mentally, or do you have to have your mindset right, and then the 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 physical aspect comes in? Jamie, I'm gonna ask you. You're you're a former professional athlete as well. What what typically kicked in? Was it you know it's kind of a chicken or an egg or the egg situation?
3: Yeah, for me, it was um, a very simple process. Is I got back to work quick. I'd go to the ranks so early. Physical, physical. Yeah, yeah, and you start doing things that uh, you're good at. I, it sounds crazy, but you start doing things that you're good at. So for me, you know, shooting a one-timer was something I could do, like very well, good one-timer, hard shot, and, you know, just go out there and I'd have somebody pass me, like 20 of them, Yeah, twenty one timers up high, down low, in the slot, and then, you know, taking shots from another area, maybe do a drill that's like some stick handling. and like, But, like, the physical success starts building up the mental positivity. Mm-hmm. And... So that's what I would do. I was always dive in. I would actually, it was funny because you could always tell when like things were going sideways for me because I used to always generally work out after practice. When I was going through a slump though, I'd go out early, I'd go early to the rink, like meeting the trainers there pretty much, walking in with them with coffees and get in and I would do, you know, like the sauna and stretch and then put on, have a coffee at the same time, put on the clothes, get in the gym, get on the treadmill or the bike just to light warm up for like 20 minutes and then get after it. Yeah. And then once I got after it, I get on the ice early and go to work and then practice the whole practice as hard as possible. And then, then I'm done for the day. And I would literally leave it at the rink. I wouldn't even want to talk about hockey after I left the rink. Start talking about things that were positive that made me happy. Go do things that made me happy you know like whatever yeah. it was and then the next day rinse repeat get there early get in the gym get on the ice work on something and what is, miraculously what happens is you start to develop this you're feeling good mm-hmm. about yourself because you're doing a lot of positive things for yourself in a physical way so the mental follows and this isn't anything crazy like if you're listening right now and Anthony you're here and I know you're you know you're doing a lot of the positive things in your life right now And I brought it up yesterday. We started just poking fun at Matt Rocchio about making his bed and feeling good in the morning, right? So I'm not going back at Matt for this. That was a fun little segment yesterday. But you get up and you start to do things that make you feel good, like physically accomplishing tasks. So even if you're in your cubicle right now, you know that if it's even if it's going up mowing the yard and doing the trimming and you look back and you're like, man... I did a really good job. You feel good. That moment right there, you capture it. You have a mental picture of it, right? And you're like, man, I feel good about that. Yeah. Or if you work on cars and you add a new part to your engine or swap it out for a brand new piece or you put something chrome on there, like, yes, I feel good about this. Even though it's it really has nothing to do with your overall success, mm-hmm. you feel good. And so you start to create momentum that way. And so for me to drag this back to me, how I did things, that's how I created Falsely or not, or I don't know how you want to call it. You're selling myself on it, creating momentum physically and mentally. Yeah, and it would no without fail. You go into the next string of games, you might ha- not have immediate success, yeah, right? But you're feeling better, and then you min- like minimize your game a little bit. Focus on one thing, yeah. Like I used to focus on, I'm not going to get beat one on one, I don't care about the puck today, uh, we'll clear it. Anthony, yeah, nice. to take a page out of your book. Yeah. I'm not going to get beat one-on-one. Right, I'd rather die than get beat one-on-one today. And that would be it. we right. stick on puck, body through body, just burying guys. And it's not hard. To make physical contact It's not hard, right? Just get out there and hit somebody. Yeah, So that would be, okay, I had a good game. Coach would be like, hey, great job defensively tonight. Boom, I'm back, baby. Mm-hmm. And then you start to expand your game from there. So yeah. when it comes to baseball... I don't know what the uh, the equivalent is to just baby steps. I'm sure the players do. You know, probably maybe some tea work in the batting cages. Maybe it's the underhand pitch from the coach, a little side pitch where you just start timing the ball, timing
0: right. the ball. Like One aspect.
3: One small thing that you can get better at physically will make you feel better mentally.
0: I guess the th- I guess the two things are intertwined, though. You know, the, to to hear you talk, you know, physically, you do, you're starting physically, and then the and then the mental aspect kicks in. I think I think I can make the argument that Jamie, you needed to do the physical aspect to right yourself mentally. So, I, I do think they're probably intertwined. But basically, you're trying to get your mind right by starting off physically. I, I was going to say I, I'm I'm the opposite. I need to get my mind right then. I need to do the physical aspect, but that's—I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I know. I, I think it's actually <laughs> just starting, because if I—I I just let, let's. So obviously, I wasn't a professional athlete, but let's just take kind of the the getting back into shape thing. The, you know, working out. You haven't worked out in a while. Things fell fell off. You know, for me, it was kid. You know, having kids and the and the time commitment. It comes at you fast. Absolutely. So it's really. I, but I was always to Okay, I need a routine, or else I'm not even going to start. I need to, I need a, I, Monday, it's always Monday, I'm going to start Monday, and if I miss Monday, then I'll just start, and uh, then uh, I beat the myself up Monday. for a week, and then it's the next Monday. <laughs> well, 487 Mondays go go by, and you haven't done it, you haven't even started. And recently, when I started to, to, to try to work out again, it was, all right, all right I, I don't care what day it is, I'm just going to start. I'm going to start. I don't care what it is, I'm going to, even if I go over to the weight and I just kick it, I, that's, that's all I'm going to do. But like you said, start small. Yeah. You Start small. So I just said, all right. I'm going to aim for 50 reps of something. Of something. I'm just going to start it, right? And I just happened to do uh, chin-ups. And it probably took me 487 reps to get through, or sets, I should say, to get through those 50 reps. It had been a while, Jamie. You felt good, didn't you? But I felt good. I felt good because I started and then all yeah. of a sudden there's there's this momentum that's created. I do want to share this before we get to the gauntlet. <laughs> Martin Kilcoin tweeted out about eight minutes ago, John Mosellock to me regarding Ali Marmel status. Quote, we understand this has been a disappointing season, and we also know we have to start playing better. We also know there is time. 93 games left. We do stand by behind Ollie and his en- entire staff, and we are confident we'll improve. We are confident we will improve. So they're, sta- they're, they're standing by. They're staying status quo. We'll, we'll get into that more. We'll get into that more after after the gauntlet. So we've got the gauntlet coming up. And then we're going to get into this Martin Kilcoin tweet about Jamal Zaylock and, and Dolly. So, Gauntlet next here on 101 ESPN.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three Warriors. Four categories. One challenger. Can you master the Gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your
5: hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit
2: Mastor.com.
0: Time for the gauntlet of the fast lane on 101 ESPN, where it is 4 o'clock. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Steve is back for round two. He beat Jamie yesterday, so he's back to take on either Marsh or myself today. What's up, Steve? Not much. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks for I'm asking. I'm not doing great, Steve. But well, Jamie's not, yeah, sure. I don't
3: like be. losing.
0: I'm sorry, Jim. That's all right. I (laughs) forgive you. All right, Steve. Marsh or myself today for round two? Uh, I think it's revenge day, so I'm going after you, Sultan. All right. Good luck, Steve. Wow. Good luck.
5: (laughs) Thank
3: you. All right. Anthony's making his way to the cone of silence here. And Steve, just out of curiosity, is there a category you would like to have to play against Anthony?
7: Anything but
3: football. Anything but football.
4: Alright. So probably hockey is Hockey's the best been the one day. that Anthony gets all
3: the time. I know it is. <laughs> uh, Alright, Steve, tell Marshy to spin that
7: wheel.
5: Uh Marshy, go ahead and spin that
3: wheel. Alright, as the wheel makes its way around here. I imagine Steve you enjoyed your victory thoroughly last night.
5: I did, yes sir.
3: All right. Well, the, the wheel uh, has been evil in the gauntlet at times. And uh, today, Steve, it gave yes. you football. Yeah, yeah. So Marcy's handing me the questions here. All right. Here's how it works. As you know, Steve, each question is worth two points. If you use the options and answer correctly, it's worth one point. If we're tied at the end of this thing, we'll go to a tiebreaker and we will get a winner here today. Steve, are you ready? I am. All right. Again, the category is football. Question number one. In between playing for the New York Giants and the L.A. Rams, which team did Odell Beckham Jr. play for for three seasons?
6: He happens on me.
3: All right. Was it the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, or the Cleveland Browns?
6: I I believe it was
5: the Browns. Final um, answer.
4: All right. Browns, final answer. Thank you. Question number two. The original NFL Texans who won a championship in 1962 before moving to Kansas City the next season and becoming the Chiefs, played in which Texas city before their relocation? Uh, give me options. Options are Houston, Austin, or Dallas? Houston.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, Steve, question number three. What is the team name for the USFL team based in Memphis?
5: Yeah. Yeah, let me get the options on that, first.
3: All right. Is it the Stallions, the Gamblers, or the Showboats?
7: I believe it's the Gamblers.
4: Final answer?
5: Yes, sir. All right.
4: Question number four. What year was the last time the Chiefs did not finish first in the AFC
1: West?
5: Give me the options on that one, too, please.
4: Options are 2015, 2016, or 2017. Let's
5: go with uh, 17. 2017? Yes, sir.
4: Final end. All right.
3: All right. Let's get Anthony back in here
4: and see if uh,
3: he's ready to go. Steve, how are you feeling right now, buddy? Not great. (laughs) Not great, huh? Okay. Well, Anthony's (laughs) back in the studio here, so we're not going to give him any hints as to what's going on here. I'm gonna try and keep him in the dark as long as possible. Hi, Anthony. Hey, guys. Is ears in here. Hi, how are you?
0: I was I going to silence today. It was good. Mike and I were just struck up a conversation of uh, about his weekend plans. He's got some good mm. stuff going on. He's got oh, some yeah? concerts he's going to.
3: What does Mike Ryder have going on this weekend?
0: Hey, he's going to concerts. Mm-hmm. Which
3: ones? I want to judge. Is you. it the Flaming uh, Lips? Oh, Grant's
0: son and K-Flay.
3: Well done. Grant's farm. Oh, and Fleet, Fleet, Fleet Fox, Fox. Fox tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Well, c- congratulations, Mike Ryder. Hope you have a great weekend. All right, Anthony. i pack a lunch, buddy. Okay. Category. It's football. Whew. Question number one. In between playing for the New York Giants and the L.A. Rams... Which team did Odell Beckham Jr. play for three seasons?
0: That would be the Cleveland Factory of Sadness Browns. Final answer.
4: Question number two. The original NFL Texans, who won a championship in 1962 before moving to Kansas City the next season and becoming the Chiefs, played in which Texas City before their relocation?
0: Played in which Texas City before their relocation? Holy smoke, can you say that again? I need to unravel this thread here. The original NFL Texans, who won a
4: championship in 1962 before moving to Kansas City the next season and becoming the Chiefs, played in which Texas City before their relocation?
0: Um, I should probably ask for the options here. You know, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask for the options.
4: Options are Houston, Austin, or Dallas.
0: I was gonna say Houston, but did they lose two teams? Let's. I don't remember. I'm gonna say Houston. Final answer.
3: All right, Anthony. Question number three. What is the team name? for the USFL team based in Memphis? I have no
0: idea. Give <laughs> have the options, please?
3: Shame on you, first mm. of all. Thank you. Uh, is it the Stallions, the Gamblers,
4: or the Showboats?
0: Uh, Showboats, final answer.
4: Question number four. What year was the last time the Chiefs did not finish first in the AFC West?
0: What year did they not finish first in the AFC West? Uh... Can I have the options on that? Options
4: are 2015, 2016, or 2017? Hmm... 15,
5: 16,
0: 17... They went to the Super Bowl in 19, which means they drafted Mahomes in 18. The year before, I believe, Alex Smith hosted a playoff game, because that was the Marcus Mariota game. So, I'm gonna go 16, final answer.
3: Alright, let's run it back here. (sighs) We'll go with question number two to start with. The original NFL Texans, who won a championship in 1962 before moving to Kansas City the next season and becoming the Chiefs, played in which Texas City before their relocation? Steve, you said Houston. Anthony, you said Houston. Both of you used the options. Answer is. It's Dallas. Mm, Dallas. Dallas Texans. Dallas. Mm. Dallas Texans. All right. Let's go to uh, question number four. What year was the last time the Chiefs did not finish first in the AFC West? Steve, you took the options. He said 2017. Anthony, you took the options. You said 2016. Answer is...
4: 2015. Hey. <laughs> oh, wow. Marshy, can I get a score update, please? <laughs> it is currently 0-2-0. Zero, zero.
5: Yeah, stay uh-huh. hot.
4: Stay hot, guys. All right, let's go to question number one.
3: In between playing for the New York Giants and the LA Rams, which team did Odell Beckham Jr. play for for three seasons? Steve, you said the Browns. Anthony. You also said the Browns. Answer is It's the Browns. But Anthony did not need the options. Anthony's up 2 to 1 as we head into our final question here. The popular USFL <laughs> question. Which what is the team name for the USFL team based in Memphis? Steve, you took the options. He said the Gamblers. Anthony took the options. You said showboats. If Steve is right, we've got to walk off If Anthony is right, he wins. Answer is...
2: It's the showboats, Steve. You have chosen poorly. You lose. Not today. <laughs>
3: Anthony wins 3-1 to one today off the USFL question. Anthony, your thoughts?
0: Uh, Steve, I apologize. <laughs> I flat-out guessed on that. I don't feel right about it, but uh, it will go down as a, as a W. So, you know, yeah. I don't feel great, Steve. I really don't, but I guess those uh, are the well, breaks. Thank you very much. Thanks for playing, Steve. Have Thanks for playing. Again, Thanks Steve. for listening. Uh, happy Father's Day to y'all. Yeah, thank same you to you, so Steve. Much. Same to you. Thank you. Right, I probably shouldn't assume that he was a father. I just went for it. Happy Father's Day to every what? father out there, though.
3: You probably should have asked him before he wished Well, him he said it
0: first. He did.
3: Yeah, but he knows we're fathers. Well, oh. I like to
0: think I know our listeners.
3: I mean, I'd like to think I know them
0: too. But think I like to know Steve. Somewhat presumptuous. Yeah, maybe a little. All right. According to Martin Kilcoin, <laughs> John Moselock. This is i would just read the tweet again. John Mosaluk to me regarding Ollie Marmal's status. Quote, we understand this has been a disappointing season, and we also know we have to start playing better. We also know there in there is time. 93 games. We do stand behind Ollie and this entire staff, and we are confident things will improve. What are Brad Thompson's thoughts on that? BT will join us for two segments next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
4: It's Friday then, it's Saturday Sunday. What?
5: It's
2: it's Sunday. Sunday what? It's it's
0: Your Cardinals might be losing Friday, but if you're not dancing Sunday, right now, shame Friday, on you. Sunday, Sunday, They're just one 17 game winning streak. Getting themselves right back in this one, Jamie. It it, starts tonight. It has happened. Yeah. Brad Thompson now joins us uh, via the celebrity line. BT live from New York City Fields as the Cardinals open up a new series against the Mets tonight. What's up, BT?
7: What has happened, fellas? Know this. I was dancing, too. I walked out. I tried to find myself a little quieter place this time. Turns out I suck at that because I'm in like a – uh, an area where I figured it was going to be closed. But, no, it's, it's opening up to the fans right now. This is going to be great. It's a little, nice little bar area here at City Field. Ooh. And hopefully, hopefully things aren't going the way they have recently where I've got to find this place uh, halfway through the game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, Brad. All
7: right,
0: so <laughs> BT, Martin Kilcoyne tweeted this out about, I don't know, 20 minutes ago or so. Uh, John Moselock, to me, regarding Ali Marmel's status. We understand this has been a disappointing season, and we also know we have to start playing better. We also know there is time. 93 games left. We do stand behind Ali and his entire staff, and we are confident things will improve. What are your thoughts?
7: I think that's how it should be handled. Again, I love that the veteran leadership kind of came out in backing the not just the manager but the entire staff, you heard Nolan Arenado. I'm sure you talked about he, Goldie, and uh, Adam Wainwright's comments on the fact that it, it's it's execution. It's not the uh, the position they're being put in by their coaching staff, or the opportunities that are there or not, or the motivation. It comes down to players making plays, and players have not made plays to this point. I understand the frustration. I understand the the fan base is ticked off that you have a team that most looked at, and not just us in St. Louis, but most nationally looked at as at least the hands-down favorite to win the NL Central, and we knew it wasn't going to be the best Central, but they looked to be the favorite, and they find themselves in the basement looking all the way up at the Pirates. Like, I get the frustration there, but realistically, like the the idea of, of change for change's sake when it comes to the manager's position, especially when you have the... The the relationships that he does, especially with the big guys on that roster, it makes no sense to me to make that move.
3: Yeah, BT, I, I echo what you're saying. I was worried, though, and said it openly yesterday that if the Cardinals were going to make a move, it's obviously it's never 25 players. It's always one individual. And I thought that, yeah. you know, if they were going to make a move, it probably would have happened yesterday. It didn't happen. And Ollie Marmo gets the vote of confidence from the front office and certainly from the players as well. So we'll see how everybody responds uh, in this series against the Mets, not just tonight, because it's unfair to hold one night as the measuring stick. Uh, we had Matt Holiday on here a little bit earlier, and I asked him this question, and I'm 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 curious to know your answer to this because it's a part of the game that you know, I've never been in the clubhouse. I've been in the locker room for hockey, but never, you know, the clubhouse for the Cardinals or Major League Baseball. But when guys are when your big dogs or your leadership guys are struggling and, uh, you know, not having the success they want, how do they help some of the younger guys along that are struggling at that time?
7: Well, I think that just like anything else, it's uh, it's on an individual basis, right? Because not every like big dog has the same personality, right? Not every big dog is the hey, I'm going to take everybody under my wing anyhow. Uh, but I, I really do think in let's just we'll use Goldie and Arnado because they're uh, offensively your big dogs. When they speak, everybody listens, you know, and they still, they both do a good job. And I would say even Goldie Moore, just because Nolan Arnauto, man, like when when things were not going well for him, you could just see how much it weighed on him. And I think that his focus was mainly on how do I figure this out and why on earth is this happening to me? Uh, but I think that those guys are still there in helping with the consistent work and the consistent approach that they put out there every day first of all just seeing that i think that helps the other guys and just trying to be as calm as you possibly can during some of these things goldie talked about that the other day uh after another gut-wrenching loss Said, look you know we're not trying to go out here and lose games we do care we are working hard but if you come out there and put that pressure on yourself night in and night out that every single at-bat and everything is it means the world it doesn't work, you know, so I think that those guys are still able to, I won't say keep it loose because there's nothing loose about it, although in talking to Ali a little bit earlier, he, he thinks uh, he thinks that his clubhouse is getting a little closer to that uh, of the, hey, look, we are kind of past the point of tight cheeks and past the, to the point of let's just see what happens when, when we've dug ourselves this hole. But I still think that you look at your leaders as those guys you follow their example, and I don't think there's a better example to follow than those two guys in Arenado and Goldie.
3: So, BT, my follow-up to that one is, and I've, and the same thing happens in hockey. Who helps those guys out? Like, who Who are the guys that come in? Like when Nolan Arenado, because he gets inside of his own dome, and you can tell when he's frustrated and he's angry at himself more than anything else. Who's the guy? Uh, that comes across, or what kind of a guy in that clubhouse would come over and try to lend a hand to guys like Goldie and Arenado?
7: Yeah, I I think that that's where your personality guys come in, right? And and sometimes, the, the funny thing is, sometimes it's not like a veteran at all. It could easily be one of those guys that kind of he, he gives crap back and forth to the veterans, and they love it, and not that he's a young player. He's been around for a couple of years now. Is Andrew Kisner. Kisner's kind of like one of those guys that kind of keeps it loose with those guys and is able to, like, be there. Uh, I, I think that Donovan kind of has one of those roles, not that he's, like, the funny keep-it-loose guy, but he's, like, an easy guy that you could see be a leader on the team. But when it comes to, like, Goldie specifically and Nolan Arnauto, one of the guys that really helps them – Get back to where they need to be, and knows them well, and he really, really knows Goldie uh, is Turner Ward, the hitting coach. Like they work together with, uh, with with the Diamondbacks, and I talked to Turner when we were in Pittsburgh, and I was just kind of talking to him about his his role and like just kind of kind of how it works, and he's like, man, you know, the hitting coach is the title but there's so much more that kind of goes into it. It's it's more like a professional watcher. I'm just watching everything that is going on and seeing how they process things and then realizing how I need to talk to each one of these guys. I, I think that you're you're really a psychologist in that job. So uh, I, I think that Turner Ward is another one of those guys that these guys really love. They just love his personality. They love the, the uh, knowledge, the information that he has, and they do lean on him.
0: Brad Thompson joining us live from City Field it's the Fast Lane on 101 to 1 ESPN Brad what is We know that the inconsistency has led us to where we are right now with the Cardinals. Sometimes you know early in the season was the starting pitching. Starting pitching has been better, but the bullpen and the offense has mixed in. Uh, some poor performances. The fundamentals have been lacking in, certain, in some regards. The defense. I mean, it has been one thing, seemingly, for one period of time that has cost the Cardinals. But if there is one aspect of their game that turns around immediately and becomes uh, outstanding, what is it to turn this season around immediately?
7: It's the offense. I mean, that's the only thing that you look at and say it has the pieces to turn around and has amazing potential. Like when you have Goldie and Arnato in the middle of the lineup, that is fantastic. When you have the power potential of Gorman, that's amazing. Gorman going through a skid right now. He's six for his last 36. He's punched out 25 times in the last 14 games, but We've seen it, right? And for Gorman, it goes back to making better decisions with his his swings. We're seeing him offer some stuff that he offered at last year. You got to get Contreras going. I mean, he has been absolutely abysmal at this point, but you know that it's there. Like that ends up being the difference when uh, when when you look at it. So. When you see a lineup and just today, I know you guys have you guys have done the lineup game, right? Yeah. how did you do today?
0: Yeah, we did very well. We think... did fine until okay. the walker Oh yeah, that's right. We Anthony got Anthony
7: went and you know whatever. That's on me. Yep. Did you try to bat him fifth? Yeah, Anthony did.
0: No, 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 no. We yeah, had Contr- no, we got Contreras right and then no. I said Oh yeah you're I right. said D C was six. That's right. You're correct. Okay. I was I well, when you I look, look in- right about being okay. wrong. Yes.
7: I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Uh, but when you look at the, the pieces that you have there, and yes, you you're putting a lot into a guy that has not done anything to this point in Contreras, and then the upside of Walker and your bottom. I mean seven eight nine today, Carlson DeYoung Edmund. I think I'll take that at seven eight nine. I feel like that's the only thing that you can look at and say, Okay, well this could turn and that could turn quickly, but the Cardinals are gonna have to start doing a lot more damage. With the opportunities that they have, you look at the last fifteen games for these guys. The uh, that whole runners in scoring position thing. I can only imagine some of the mic drops had, that have been left by Lisa here as of late, Oof. because they're hitting a buck sixty uh, in their last uh, fifteen, which they've lost twelve of those with runners in scoring position. It's just not good enough.
0: No, you're absolutely right about that. All right, BT, we got a, another segment with you. Appreciate you holding on. When we come back, we'll, we'll dive more into this Cardinals matchup against the Mets and talk about this, this road trip ahead of the London trip against the Cubs. It's all coming up next with Brad Thompson here on 101 ESPN.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
5: Hey,
4: guys. So I'm a little bit like Marsh, where I'm a little
3: apathetic, but quite honestly, if they're not going to change how they hire
0: a manager and they keep just doing the same thing, it's just not going to matter. But my word, do they not have a PR firm? Can they not read the room? Holy macaroni. they are going to be empty seats. People do not have to spend their money on this. And I'm still a fan, but I don't. I I can watch it on TV, listen on the radio. I do not need to go spend my money to watch. They don't care. Why should we care? So until they care, oh, and then we'll care again. Unfortunately, I probably still care. All right, have a great Father's Day, everybody. Uh, thank you, Lisa. Lisa left us a mic job. I love how Lisa started off. I'm kind of apathetic, and then she dove in all the reasons why she's probably not apathetic i don't think lisa
3: has the ability to be think apathetic when either, it no. comes to the cardinals she's too honestly. passionate about
0: it she's too close to the situation she's not going to be apathetic about it. uh brad thompson joining us live from city field uh what do you think brad do you think that that lisa has any sort of apathetic trait to her when it comes to the cardinals
7: no no i don't i think that she uh, she loves the cardinals she hates them too uh but she loves them and uh, she just wants things to be better, which everybody wants things to be better. I will say this though: the Cardinals, uh, to to one of her points, the Cardinals actually did read the room in not making a change with their manager. Actually, read their actual players and the ones that matter in the room. I get the outside the idea of change for change, as we talked about. It's uh, it, it. I won't say it's stupid. It's stupid though to do something like that. It is is my thought. Uh, but you know, well. It, who knows? Who knows what the actual answer is going to be? Hopefully, the answer is they actually just start playing loose, which is a tough thing to do. And we were talking about it a little bit earlier, uh, last segment. It was something that Ollie was having some uh, meetings today individually with some of the guys. We just kind of asked him; he's not giving us everything that he's talking about with these guys. And you know, some are younger guys, some are veteran guys, but a lot of the idea is: look, this is the time right now; it's all gas, no breaks. You know, especially with some of the young guys. It's like, hey, look, you're going to make mistakes. You've already made mistakes. You're here, right? You woke up today. Everything is good. Now go play aggressive. If you make a mistake being aggressive, if you make a mistake going out there and doing everything that you can do, then we can all live with that. And I think that that's something, especially as a young player, you need to remember and you need to know, and you need to have the backing of your manager to do stuff like that to play a little bit looser. BT,
3: when teams are struggling like this and – you end up, you get the day off, now you're on the road. Sometimes the road can be the best medicine available to kind of galvanize a group or certainly take the pressure of being at Busch Stadium off the shoulders of the guys. But for tonight's game, what are some of the keys for the Cardinals to start doing in a good way? Like, Is it a good start? Is it is it the offense? Is it a good start from the pitching? Like, what should they focus on?
7: Yeah, it's hard, right? It's harder in baseball because you have a different plan of attack with every starting pitcher that is out there. Uh, Like a plan of attack tonight against McGill. I would like to see a patient team. This is a guy that does not throw a lot of strikes early on. I would like to see them make him work a little bit and then find something up in the zone. You get something, like have your sights set in a place and they throw there, then let it fly. Uh, But just from an overall team concept, I kind of want to see more of what we were talking about a little bit. Like, I want to see... What kind of pep they have in their step? Like we always talk about, hey, the team's flat, flat. Well, every team looks flat when you're losing, right? But I think that we we might see a little bit different vibe in the dugout and on the field from this team. I feel like there have been plenty of of conversations both with the veterans. And Jamie, you're absolutely right about the off day on the right time on the road being a good thing. I think these guys uh, got together last night. Uh, a lot of them did, and kind of hashed some of these different things out and just had good conversation, had fun, you know, with their with their friends. I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of what, what these guys are. Uh, but that's what I want to see, man. I want to see just, just energy and flying around the field today. We'll see if it happens. There's no real way to, to make that happen. The game kind of dictates how you play. But we'll see if it looks any different tonight.
0: Brad Thompson joining us from City Field. It's the fast lane on one one ESPN. BT, one player that will not be at City Field tonight will be Tyler O'Neal. The Cardinals transitioned him to the sixty day I L after they made uh, a move today. What what do you think the immediate future is of of Tyler O'Neill?
7: I'd say the I L. At least for the next thirty <laughs> at least for the next thirty days. Do you should know himself? better, Anthony. No, honestly, yeah. It, no, Anthony, it's It's a weird one, man. Just not getting much information at all. You hear from Tyler here and there. You sure. heard him talk to the assembled media that he you know, couldn't even pick up his child. Uh, you know, his back was hurting so bad and he's you know getting better and better. But I have no uh, outlook of what it looks like for Tyler only. I wish him the best, and I hope that he gets healthy, and I hope that he gets right. But right now, man, if you're the Cardinals, you're looking at, at the next month or so, just without him and you're you're piecing it together and you got Tommy Edmund playing a great center field, you've got Carlson doing his thing and right, the young Jordan Walker's gonna play every day, you're getting closer and closer to getting Newt Barr back. But man, it's it's just it's overall disappointing. It's certainly disappointing for Tyler O'Neill, whose body won't allow him to do what he wants to do. And from a team standpoint, you took a huge bet on Tyler O'Neill. You didn't go out there, you didn't add any more thump to the offense. You came back to the table with the same basic team and same basic outfield. And it ain't shaking out for you,
3: BT. Miles Michaelis back on the bump for the Redbirds tonight. Um, the last couple of starts, not exactly Picasso's, but for Miles Michaelis to work on getting himself right, to, to to start inching in the right direction, or going back to what he was before those two starts, what does he have to do?
7: Yeah, last start was an off one for him, man. Ended up giving up five and runs, Jamie, to your point, against the Reds. And we just we have not seen him like that other than the first three starts. And as we talked about, that was on the heels of the World Baseball Classic where he was just off, like just didn't find his stride. But the eight starts prior to the last one he just had, he had an ERA under two in those eight starts combined. that work. One, eight, two. Yeah, that'll play, right? So the thing that really stood out last time for Miles against the Reds to me was his lack of command. He just did not, he just did not have the ability to put the ball where he wanted to. And then another thing that doesn't happen very often with Miles is the wheel started turning, he started getting mad, and then he stopped thinking and that's something that he's just going to have to be in control of those emotions a little bit better in the ball game. Remember last time out against the Reds, like, Kisner went out to talk to him. He shoot him away one time, which those guys have a good relationship. That's not a big deal, but then he had another time where he had a tapper come back to him. He forgot how many outs there were, and uh, he could have had an easy double play, ended up only getting one out. Like, he's just got to lock right back in mentally, but it was just an execution thing for him. So, the hope is tonight here against uh, this team in the Mets who have not been swinging it very well. Everybody knows Pete Alonso is on the shelf after getting hit by a pitch. Francisco Lindor is struggling, especially the last 20 games. Look at Lindor's numbers next to Paul DeYoung's numbers, and then look at the price tag on those ones. I'm not saying either one, Jamie, to borrow a phrase, is a Picasso, uh, <laughs> but, boy, uh, you're getting about the same uh, the same output from Lindor on the season that you are in Paul Young. But, uh, no, this is a group that is very pitchable at this point, and I'd like to just see him be aggressive early.
3: BT, uh, rumor has it that Pete Alonzo has the stubby clap flu. Can you expand on that?
7: No, it's true. Uh, I heard that he wanted to get hit uh, a week or so ago because he knew – that the Cardinals were coming to town. So he started leaning into stuff. So <laughs> he, could, he could not be out there. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I was talking to Stubby last night about about the whole the whole thing. And he said one of the first things that he did was reach out to Pete Alonzo. And he reached out actually through Harrison Bader at the time. Because Harrison Bader and Pete Alonso are friends. And he said, hey, please let him know that I wasn't trying to full-on manhandle and take him down it's like i tripped i had a hold of him just let him know i'm not trying to kill him and uh, i don't know if pete
0: cared he's a big strong guy He can put somebody in the hospital <laughs> if he wants to. For me like i'm a big strong guy if i wanted to put someone in the hospital i easily could told you <laughs> <laughs> bt uh have fun tonight man maybe maybe the cardinals have uh have a 17 game winning streak right right around the corner it starts tonight you know it starts with hey. one bt
7: it starts with having fun. I think that you nailed it on the head. I want to have fun tonight. I'm going to have fun if those guys are having fun because if they're having fun, they're winning. And uh, let's let's get on a roll. Got to do something. This road trip has got to. Well, has got to be better. Uh, losing as many games as they have lost and being 15 games under 500, boys, it sucks. We need to change it.
0: No doubt. BT, always great to have you on the show. We miss you, man. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you at some point next week.
7: Happy Father's Day. And happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you guys, too, man. Enjoy.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, we'll see you, BT. See ya. All right, that's Brad Thompson. The Fastlane on 101ESPN, where you now have a chance to score pair of weekend passes for the Evolution Festival August 26th and 27th at Forest Park. You can see Brandi Carlisle, the Black Keys, the Black Crows, Ben Harper, Ice Cube, and many more at the Evolution Festival. Both weekend and single day passes for the Evolution Festival are now on sale. You can get all the ticket details at 101ESPN.com, or we got a trivia question for you. And if you get it right, send well, you first send it in, send in the answer to 314 399 9646 for your chance to win free pass passes to the evolution festival again 314-399-9646 is our air comfort service text line here's your question for you You had to be listening a couple of days ago who did jamie and i send down to memphis who did we send down to memphis a couple of days ago on the show if you have the correct answer send it into the air comfort service text line and you'll get free passes to the evolution festival on august 26 and 27 should Paul Goldschmidt be kept because of history? Randy Carricker made some great points today on the opening drive. Uh want to dive into it. It all relates to whether or not the Cardinals should trade Paul Goldschmidt if they're still what? in this bad funk by the deadline. That's next. I want to win ESPN.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: to the opening drive this morning our guy randy Carricker was uh, talking about the paul goldschmidt trade scenario that greg amsinger kind of threw out yesterday on the opening drive he didn't like it he didn't he brought up some great randy brought up some great points Randy, that's right if you listen to uh if you if you heard this the same take you i'll just paraphrase it but uh i recommend going to 101 espn.com and downloading the opening drive podcast uh from this morning but they were talking about all right, would you trade Paul Goldschmidt if you're in a spot at the deadline where you're still, you know, several games below 500, you're out of it, whatever. Whatever the scenario is. Would you trade him provided that you were going to get at least prospects that were top-end pitchers. Okay, that was kind of the big caveat. Not just trading him to trade him. Not just trading him for prospects, trading him for top-end top-end pitching prospects. And Randy cited several big trades that did not work out for the team that traded the better player. John Carlos Stanton, Yanke- from the Marlins to the Yankees, Matt Olson from the A's to the Braves, Chris Bryant when he was traded from the Cubs to the Giants a couple of years ago, and how the Cubs haven't really seen any return on investment with, with that deal. He, I forgot what other what other deals he was talking about, but I, I think the overall premise is he was spot on. I mean, when you're giving up the best player in the deal, regardless of like veteran and prospects, and that forget that conversation. When you're making a deal, you want to you want to get the best player. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that, I mean, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are two examples as well. It doesn't surprise me that those deals have not worked out for the team that is giving up the better player. My thought on this is 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 kind of different, though. I, this is the way I'm thinking about it. Paul Goldschmidt is 35. He's coming off an MVP season. He's had a very good season this year. Do we think that, one, you're going to win a World Series this season or next? Because it really starts there. Do you think that with Goldschmidt, do you think that they can make enough moves either this year or next year to win a world series because his contract is up at the end of yeah. the year at the end of next year.
3: That question seems to be an easy one to answer right now in this moment because of how bad they're playing. Uh-huh. But I don't know ultimately ultimately if it holds water after the second year. I don't and I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to win a world series. I just think that although that's the ultimate goal, We've talked about this before. It's not necessarily a failure if your team doesn't win the World Series.
0: Right, but you have an asset in Paul Goldschmidt yeah. where his value is – I mean, it's it's high coming yeah. off the MVP year, and he's been good this year.
3: I just wouldn't trade him. Okay, that's – I just wouldn't. I mean, that's not where I'm starting. That's not where I'm doing it. Like. Paul Goldschmidt for me is even if I just get two more years of him, we don't win a World Series. I still have one of, if not the best, first baseman in, in baseball. Mm-hmm. Even at 35, 36 years old. Like, I don't know. I'm just not trading him. I just don't think there's a can't miss ace prospect out there that you're gonna get. Like you you cited those trades earlier that Randy brought up. You know, what has been their reward for cutting ties with a very good player, superstar, MVP caliber player.
0: That is That was Randy's main point. Nothing. You haven't got like, anything. There's
3: no guarantees. Like I'm of guaranteed course. that Paul Goldschmidt will be a really good player for the next two years. I'm guaranteed that.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe even take a run at being an MVP again. Who knows? But I'm guaranteed that he's going to be really good. I'm not guaranteed anything the other way.
0: This again this is the way I'm looking at it, Right? I'll, I look I'll, sp- how you're looking I'll, at I'll it. speed through it. I think it's probabilities. <laughs> I'm playing the probability game. What's the probability that Paul Goldschmidt his value is going to be this high uh, at the in the off season yeah. or or at the trade deadline It'll next year? It'll never turn?
3: be higher than it is right now.
0: What're the probabilities the Cardinals are going to win the World Series in the next 2 years? Probably pretty low, pretty right? Low. Without without making significant changes. What are the probability probabilities that I, Paul Paul Goldschmidt actually starts to get Start, it starts to trend in a, in a downward spot at 35 years old. What's well, the probability that the Cardinals are going to re-sign him two years from now and get anyth- and get and get full return on that? What are the probabilities now? What are the probabilities that you get a prospect or two prospects that you could earmark for your starting rotation next year or for the next two years? That's where I'm at. I'm not saying earmark, there's no guarantee. You can no get the hell out of them. Doesn't mean they're there's actually no gonna gu- be there. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee on either side. Again, this is why I'm this is why I'm looking at it as a probability. It's it's a lottery ticket. Paul, you, Paul Goldschmidt right now is worth a, is worth a dollar fifty. You got a dollar in your hands, but somebody's willing to pay you a dollar fifty for it, yeah. and they're going to give you a lottery ticket. There's no there's no guarantee that the lottery ticket is going to is going to pay out. However, if you hold on to that dollar. And a year from now, somebody says, "Ah, you know what, I'll still give you the lottery ticket, but I'm only going to give you, a, you know, 50 cents worth of that lottery, t- lottery ticket. You know what I mean? You're, you're, the probability is... I know what you're saying. Uh, I would, <sighs> is it still worth rolling the dice, potentially upgrading your future for what you have now? Because you have that asset now. That's the only guarantee. You have Goldschmidt right now. So you that's do. the way I'm looking at it. You do,
3: but he also has a full no-trade clause.
0: And that could, it could nix everything then. Well, and it's well, not even a conversation. government
3: wanted to be here in right. St. Louis. This is why he put the no trade, full no-trade clause in
4: his contract. You're absolutely right. I just don't see how trading him makes your team better. Like I'm looking at next year, and I'm looking at this team, and let's just say they don't make the playoffs. I think this year could be a beneficial year for the front office to really have to make those critical moves that they've been pushing off the past few years this is a slap in the face year and next year now they know this is the areas that are severely lacking and these are the players that can definitely help us push to that next level and we're gonna we're gonna do some more roster construction so maybe we take this year as a as a positive thing and then you really go for it next year and you can't do that unless paul goldschmidt's on your team
3: text line brings up something interesting here too now, again, you know, a couple of them said that we were cherry-picking trades that went bad for teams with their return.
0: It is a small sample size, I will say that.
3: Now, this is the flip side of it, mm-hmm. is that um, there was a team that had a player not of the impact of a Paul Goldschmidt.
0: Was he a gold-glove left fielder? Yeah. Yep.
3: Marcelo Zuna, that they traded for some prospect pitchers mm-hmm. in Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen.
0: Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: That worked out pretty well for the other
0: team. I'm not even. It, it certainly. It certainly did. It certainly did. Now the Marlins didn't hang on to Zach Allen, but no. But they still, did, they, they, they did. Didn't, have they did net those two guys. Uh, I'm not even looking at. I, I understand the thought process of it, and Randy's absolutely right. I I concede that. I can see that a lot of these trades don't work out, but for me, to look to look at just the history and say, well, we're, I'm not going to do it because of that. I'm looking at it more again from the standpoint of can I get can I get a Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen if I if I do that move right now could also wind up with absolutely nothing but that's where the other thought process comes in is Goldschmidt is his is his value going to decrease from here on out are you going to win t- Marsh are you going to make enough moves? You, your point was he makes you better assuming the Cardinals front office makes moves you need a lot of pitching. Are you going to make enough moves from now until when Goldschmidt's contract is up to give yourself a legit World Series contender?
3: But then, what does your fan base think of it at that point? Do they think that now you're you're in tank mode? Do they think that like because Goldie's like, I mean, he he's one of the the guys mm-hmm. here. It's Arenado, Goldie, and Wayno, really, for all intents and purposes. Am I missing somebody?
0: Who'd you say Arenado,
3: Goldie, and Waino. You're not. No, it's kind of the. Three-headed monster as far as, like, the recognizable, the you know, yeah. the guys. What are you telling your fan base? I know from a from a baseball operations standpoint, what you're saying might make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It's very logical in a lot of ways that you're describing. But if I'm a passionate Cardinals fan and I have already spent my hard-earned money on season tickets and I'm going to be at Bush Stadium and now I don't have Paul Goldschmidt, one of the yeah. biggest reasons I bought these damn tickets... Mm-hmm. Like, what are you telling your fan base?
0: We haven't won a playoff game in three years. What we're doing isn't working. This is where your your comments yesterday come into play. But what uh, are you telling your fan base? Oh, they haven't told me. Besides, really. be patient and go to hell. Well, I, I added that I, last yeah, part. I, I, the the I, first part was just to be patient. I, I, there's a twinge of yeah. Uh, it just bitterness. came out. It just it came out. Came out. I'm yeah. sorry. Hey, hey,
4: it's fine. It's me. It's all
0: interpreted. It's me. Okay, it's I admit it. It's good you attached a disclaimer to it. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's my. That's on me. That's uh-huh. my fault. Uh-huh. Uh, be patient. That's outside of that. What else are you telling your family? We haven't won, we haven't won a playoff game in what, three years, four years. What how, how long has been? Twenty nineteen. I have Not won a playoff game since twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm telling my fan base. That what we're doing, we need we need to change course here. You're not even making the playoffs though. If you trade him, no. Are you making the playoffs even if you keep him?
4: Uh, right now, yeah. There's, I mean, as, you bad as, team enough, is, as bad as this team is, as bad as this team is, they—if you want to talk about probabilities and math and all that stuff—they can eat. They can, not easily. Let me take that word out of it. They can still make the playoffs this season.
0: That's how bad this division is. How good was that vision that you had the other
4: day so that you would good, be, sa- Anthony? That you'd be so saying they still I'm, have I'm, a chance to make the crystal playoffs? Clear now? Could you, Anthony? Would what you have traded Albert Pujols in 2011? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> would you have traded Albert Pujols in 2011? No, but that that was different though. I will say
0: the age was different. I'll give you that the age was different the other factor was he's he, one of the best players ever you still felt like you could resign him Did you? that's fair because he he was the one that said hey listen and if if the season starts for sure i'm gonna I'm gonna stop conversations right with the contract so you still thought that you were gonna make a pretty good offer at him That's just my thought on that
4: I don't know it's interesting but i I'm just I'm asking from a from a point where that team was not. They were not in contention at a certain point, right. All right? And you had a contract coming up with the best player, in my opinion, in baseball at the time, right? I mean, you could have got a haul for him instead. They ended up getting Michael Walker out of it for the co- yeah, compensation, which
0: pick. I mean, you made you you made a deep run mm-hmm. in twelve and thirteen because of Michael Walker, or was it thirteen only thirteen fourteen? Maybe I got my timeline off. Interesting, nonetheless. I hope it's not a conversation at the deadline. I'd rather be talking about a team that is back in it, Marsh. But I, this
4: organization, they don't, they don't operate like that. They, no. they whether or not we believe they should do that, they. Yeah, in my they, opinion, think that they will be in it until they are mathematically not in it anymore. Dude. And I think that will go past
0: the trade deadline. You're absolutely right. Sports Six Pack is next. We do have a, uh, if you have a question for us, 314 399 9646 at the Air Comfort Service Tax Line. Send it in. Sports Six Pack next in the Fast Lane.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. The question. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking
1: me all these weird questions.
2: Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The sports six-pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's. Your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years.
0: 503 your time check is brought to you by collection jewelers and officially licensed rolex jewel time for the sports six pack 314-399-9646 question one please question number one
4: from the 314 one's gotta go philly cheesesteak new york pizza chicago hot dogs or toasted ravioli philly cheesesteak for me
3: what are those options again? We got uh, Philly
4: cheesesteak, New York-style pizza. Yep, Chicago hot dogs and toasted rabs. Yeah.
3: Give it to the New York-style pizza for me.
0: Oh, that's my favorite.
3: uh, It's fine. It's awesome. No, uh, here's here's what you're missing, Anthony.
0: I'm not missing anything, Jamie. You're missing a lot. Here's what you're missing.
3: No, here's what you're missing. Is that I do like New York-style pizza. I like it very much. But compared to the other three things that are offered, Mm. I like them more. I can still fulfill my pizza needs somewhere else
0: I can fulfill my Philly cheesesteak needs it's called an Italian beef and it's ten times better oh, wow. you bragger. trust me on that I'm getting rid of the Chicago
4: hot dog simply because of our hot dog water conversation from earlier today not that a makes big sense. fan of yeah, the, that the, makes the wiener water yeah so ah. I have to get rid of that and it's from Pens. Chicago
0: uh, mm, that's winning, actually really good. Marshy winning some points uh, Boy, with the crowd. Did well yeah. there? Yeah, did.
3: Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done, yep. son. Proud of
0: you. Yep. That was, uh, Marshy, you've come a long way. Well done. That was mm-hmm. like yesterday when Anthony
4: decided to save the St. Louis Rams franchise instead of buying Michael Jordan's flu game shoes.
0: No, no, no. Not save the Rams franchise. Build the first ever that's right. St. Louis NFL team. For the for this proud city that had their team ripped from them in the uh, most horrific of ways, I'm like ca- learning. I care is what I'm saying. You sure do, and so do you. Question number two: This what Jamie. Did I care? Ish. We care a lot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> for the five seven three, a question for all of you: Would you rather take a hundred mile per hour puck or one hundred mile per hour fastball to get hit by? Jamie's already done the puck. Yeah, I've done the puck and uh Where are we getting hit? <sighs> I feel like it doesn't matter. It's going at the same speed. Yeah, but so if I here, get hit it, go that's ahead, like a hundred pounds of feathers or hundred pound pounds of like bricks, right? Oh, Either the way, bricks it's hundred pounds. The
3: w- bricks are way heavier. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha's looking at me like, is he serious right now? No, I'm the one that brought it up. <laughs> I think that you being serious. <laughs> All right, so I have had hundred mile an hour puck hit me. I have not been hit with a hundred mile an hour pitch, but here's how I'll break it down. Although the pucks seem to always find the meat, meaning they don't uh, hit the, the the padding very often, there is a chance that it might clip the padding somewhere. Mm. Your shin pad, your elbow pad, your pants. True, like, It might. Hit it square or deflect, take a little bit of that English off of it a little, you know? Mm -hmm. The baseball has nothing. I mean, unless I'm uh, Colton Wong up there with all of my (laughs) extra protective elbow, hand, shin, leg, head protection everywhere. Odds are I'm getting hit somewhere pretty uh, vulnerable with the baseball. So I'd rather get hit with the 100-mile-an-hour slap shot.
0: I'm with Jamie on this. I think you broke that that down perfectly. Now, if it was just... We're just taking a, a shot, like, as a punishment or something like that. I would take the baseball mm-hmm. because the, the puck is frozen. That's the only route I'm going.
4: You guys that. don't even take your own punishments! Oh, we've been punished
0: so enough, Marshy. Yeah, me. we've all been punished enough.
3: Daily.
4: Mm-hmm. I think I'd take the, the the puck, too, just because it's flat. You know, if it hits on that flat part, maybe it doesn't hurt as much. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Plus, okay. I wouldn't want a seam. I, I wouldn't want seams in my skin. You know? No, that's kind of cool, though. You'd rather
3: have the made in Canada,
0: yeah, on your skin. Exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> For Jamie, it's like, yeah, that's right. That's I tattoo. was made in Canada. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, no, the seams are cool. Get that on the arm. It hurts, yeah. but you got the seams. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Question number three convince him.
4: from the six three six. Do you think the Palacios trade was the work of Drunk Mo trying to mess with us?
0: That's a great question.
4: I say yes.
3: Yeah, you know, I think you. <laughs> I want trade for you. I'm going to Cardinal Nation, you listen. I'll make your trade. You want your damn trade? I'll give you your trade. Hey, Gersh, wake up. Get that guy on the phone. You know, Enrico Palazzo. Gersh, Palace is Yeah. There you go, Cardinals. You got your trade. He, he wakes is, up the next morning and says, I did what?
0: What did I do? Uh, Why? S-
3: send that guy to Memphis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we do? Just put Tyler Ernie on the aisle. That actually happened. 60 day <laughs> aisle.
3: That actually happened when I played for the Islanders.
0: You told me about this. Yeah. That GM,
3: yeah. Our GM, named Nameless, because yeah. whatever. Uh? It was a he kid, got, right? Poor kid. He and I, got sauced up on the plane. Oh, I remember this story. And, this is uh, great. called the kid up from the minors. And we arrived at the practice ring the next day and the kid's in the room getting all his stuff together and the GM comes in to further scold us because we were horrible the night before starts yelling at the guys around the room like going from stall to stall to stall like you suck you're terrible you're awful I hate you (laughs) Um, and gets to this guy and he's like who the hell are you (laughs) I'm not joking who the hell are you well I'm blah 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 Uh, I was called up last night what? <laughs> I was called up last night. He walks out of the room. The GM walks out of the room. Comes back in, continues his little tirade, yeah. walks out of the room again. Then no sooner as he walk out, the equipment manager comes in and gets the bag for the kid. The kid was sent oh, back down.
0: No. I felt
3: awful. It the was horrible. G- the
0: GM didn't even have the huevos
3: rancheros to no. tell Oh wow. No. He sent the kid down.
4: Um, did he ever get called back he up? He
3: did. He did eventually. a game? And he played a handful of games. A Pretty good player. Um, but, yeah.
4: That happened. Could you imagine if you never ended up actually playing in <sighs> the be NHL? That'd be awful.
3: Would well, you imagine how happy the kid was? Like,
0: yeah. Oh, for sure. He called up the NHL? That's, I was like, why... Plus, you're embarrassed at that point. I yeah, you, get, shouldn't getting, be, you shouldn't like,
4: be, but you, yeah. you probably feel embarrassed. Getting called up and, like, let's just say you're a healthy scratch, but at least you got called up and you're there just in case. Yeah, Maybe you at least could have gave him a few days, like, all right, well, right, you're not going to play. Right. Oh, I, saw, that's I thought terrible. the same thing.
3: It wasn't even a salary gap back then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and he guaranteed wasn't making big money. Right. But, uh, it's funny to talk about the story. It wasn't funny for that guy.
5: No, not at all. Poor
4: kid. Mm. Question number four. From the 636, should the Burdenals use an opener instead of a closer? And a couple times through the rotation since the starters... Have been more solid lately. Have
3: you seen our closers? You want to start the game that way now? <laughs> oh, my God!
0: <laughs> and that's a two-run home run. And the Mets have taken oh, a two-run lead in the bottom st- of the first.
3: Stephen Mats again, huh? <laughs> All right.
0: Here comes Miles to clean up this mess.
3: <laughs> Out of the bullpen, good Miles. Miles. Can you imagine? They walk
4: it off in the first.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, I'm good. Just kind of riding the. Uh, The rotation the way it is. Yeah.
0: With the way that your bullpen has been just depleted as it is and gassed and all that, I don't think using one of those guys. I mean, because you use them, that's it. That's it. You go to extras, now what? Jack Flaherty is pitching into the eighth inning. Well, he's only pitched four innings
4: (laughs) so far. He started in the fourth, but...
5: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
4: So that's a no on that. Hmm. Question number five. We have a texter texted in, and I'm not sure if this texter is listening to our show right now or listening to a show on, of course, our 101 website or our mobile app. But from the 714 ESPN 101, very poor coverage of TCU Oral Roberts game, extremely biased towards Oral Roberts. Also, TCU fans are wondering what now? Who and when do we play again? That should have been a, that should have been a that should have been covered.
3: Apparently, there was a gaff on the air um, during the game. I, I saw it on here. There was a bad call from the broadcaster. I don't want to sewer anybody, um, but I did. I was scrolling through the old Twitterverse here and saw like, wow, what a horrible call by the broadcaster i don't know who it was but maybe that's what they're talking about is not us talking about it but the actual coverage of the game Mm. and we're not watching the game so i have no idea what went
0: on oral roberts won six to five yeah and it looks like brothers' home homer to left to win it. So there you go. There's your update.
3: It says uh, here on Barstool Sports, impossible to butcher a big home run called more than Carl Ravitch just did. Here.
0: Oh Carl. Okay, so so Carl Ravitch. Was calling the game for ESPN That's what I'm saying Not ESPN 101 Correct By the way, it's 101 ESPN Not a huge deal, but uh, Anthony, why are you correcting everybody today? I just, I mean If you're gonna slam us At least say First of all, understand who the hell we are (laughs) I think we should start there We're the local St. Louis station We did not air the game today or game Nor did was we talking about? It. But I don't no. think
3: they were talking about that. I think they were talking about this call. This call, bad call. okay. Just wanting
4: our opinion, but oh, we can't, no, see we can't it. hear it. Can't hear it. Can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I kind of want to
0: know what the call was. Yeah, well, I, maybe I don't... during the break. Yeah, we'll find
3: I'll it. I'll send you this little thing, Marci. I bet you it has the audio. Maybe we can
0: pull no, that up, Jamie. That makes sense. If somebody's saying, "Hey, why don't you have a comment on this?" I, I we, we didn't. We're not. We're on li- We're live. No,
3: we're working. Thank you. We You are... ah, we think right? we do just sitting here and watch games and stuff? God, this is a serious job.
0: Yeah. We had the game on earlier. Still couldn't hear it. From yeah. the 636, Anthony hates TCU. I don't. No, I don't. The... the horny frogs? The horny frogs? I was the one that said they should be in the college football playoff. No, you didn't. Yes, I did, Jamie. And how did that work out? Well, they beat
3: Michigan. And how did it work out?
0: I don't remember from that point on. They finished third on. in the final. Yeah. <laughs> It the game was, was
3: over in the first quarter.
0: Georgia won. <laughs> the Bulldogs finished second. <laughs> yes. And then TCU. <laughs> Which, by the way, we did say that, too. Uh-huh. I said I said TCU should be in. They had their resume. And then when it came to the prediction, you and I called for an absolute massacre. And people hated us for it. They were crushing us on the text line. Oh, you don't believe in TCU? They were mad. They were very mad. we
3: were like, I'm not, I don't believe we're in them. Like, like, I just don't wait, believe in
0: them. We were like, hey, wait about six hours, then talk to us. (laughs) They called me then. Ironically, nobody said anything after that. Came in the next day, we thought people were going to say, hey, good job with that. And they didn't. People disappeared. I hope they're okay. Question number five. From the 314,
4: it's a great question. Do you prefer to play cornhole or washers?
0: Cornhole.
3: Oh, cornhole for sure. Also known as bags. Yeah, bags. I prefer cornhole. I like that one better. Just I remember it easier that way.
0: Hmm. We always called it bags.
3: Yeah, we never did.
4: Are you more of it's a... It's different uh, in Canada. <laughs> I feel like Jamie's a big badminton fan.
3: Badminton. Get it right. Badminton. <laughs> you
4: hit yep. the shuttlecock back and forth. Yep. Yep.
3: Knocked the snot out of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the sound you hear, thing. too.
4: <laughs> yeah. This guy, we get a text from 314. Seriously, I was wondering why you guys have been talking about
0: trading Goldie instead of talking TCU. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good stuff from you guys. Thank you for all your uh, text messages into the Air Comfort Service text line. It's the Fast Line on 101 ESPN. Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Seltzer. We have the uh, biggest question of the day coming up. We got beat the streak. Uh, our guy is back for, for fade or follow. He faded us last week correctly. I, I went with mm-hmm. the under. He said, no, give me that over. And he said, "Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the over." Uh huh. So he'll be back. So we have all of that coming up. But there was a list that we were included on. Uh, we were tagged in on Twitter about Jamal Zelock's free agency resume. Jamie, give you a hint. It's terrible. That's next on One Hundred One oh, ESPN. On.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on One Hundred One ESPN. This one is hammered to left field. Did he do it? Yes, sir! Walk-off home run. The nine-hitter, Glaze Brothers. And Oral Roberts rallies and wins it. TCU, I should say, in a
0: walk-off. Top half, that's right, not bottom.
7: Three-run shot, though, puts him on top after it felt like they were down and out.
0: 6-5. Blaze Brothers. Wow. How about Orville Roberts? Okay. All right. Now that we've heard it, we get it. We didn't hear it. Until, that was the first time we heard that. So if you are the text, you like, why haven't you commented on this? Well, that was the first time we heard it. So yeah, our guy Carl Roberts kind of got confused there. Top, bottom. Sometimes it gets tough, Jamie.
3: Yeah, th- That's honestly... a Different rules for top and bottom. 100%. Of the innings. And this is the one that you gotta make sure you get it right. Yeah. If you get that wrong, it changes everything.
0: Mm-hmm. So as the men's college World Series. It's a double double elimination round. So TCU suffers its first loss today. So here's the situation. TCU in the top of the ninth.
3: Anthony are, are you a top of the inning guy or a bottom of the inning type guy?
5: Like would you rather
3: hit first or second? It depends. What it depends on what? Home or away? Like what? Yeah. Like, I picture you honestly as a bottom guy, like bottom of the inning to where you, I can close it out.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You I like, like
3: to, you, you like, to, yeah. like to come from behind. That's, that's uh, what I think. Like, you know, yeah, the that's a golf. you win a, the game.
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I'm more of a hit first kind of guy. Are you? So,
3: uh, you like yeah. a top of
4: the inning guy? A top guy? Yeah. I like to set the tone. Hmm. You know,
3: you and Anthony be good teammates.
0: We are teammates right here on 101 ESPN on the fast lane. So here's the deal with Carl Ravitch. He got confused. TCU was up 5-2 to two heading into the top of the ninth. Oral Roberts, as you heard from the call, they hit a home run to put them up 6-5. It wasn't a walk-off. And I think he probably got confused mid-sentence there. And probably. that's why he said, walk-off, I mean, TCU, uh, where the hell am I? <laughs>
3: He lost track of everything, He, he, lost he might have peed his own pants too at the same time. <laughs> admit, man Every happens. time they fire up that microwave, Clark, <laughs> I piss myself and forget who I am.
5: Walk it off.
0: So cousin Eddie was doing the game today. He got a little confused. Nonetheless, Oral Roberts wins six to five today over TCU in the college baseball world series. So there you, there you go. There's our reaction to it. Mm. It happens. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, moving on. <clears throat> so we got tagged earlier today on Twitter involving a uh tweet that has been shared. I saw it I saw it in a couple of different ways. But it was basically a, a long list of free agents that John Mozalock has uh, has signed and some of those fancy analytics, mm.
3: Jamie. Oh boy.
0: Yeah. Uh his track record in free agency has been um God-awful.
3: What? Name, yeah. Name a couple. Okay. I don't believe you.
0: Well, of course, there was, uh, there was Mike Leek.
3: Oh, that's one guy.
0: There was Dexter Fowler.
3: Was that, uh, that God-awful? You paid a lot of money, but was the good. player God-awful? Uh, uh. I mean, he was fine. You paid too much for him, but he was fine. Uh. I think Dexter Fowler gets a... A bad rap sometimes. Do you? Yeah. I mean, well, compared I mean, to the other my... guys on this list... Oh, they... Okay, well,
4: don't do that. Well, I have to. They could have gotten Alex Gordon that off season if I... Jeff's brother. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> 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 Jeff Gordon. A lot of athletes in that family.
0: Alex Gordon, yeah. What a... I think he was
4: a free agent. Was
5: well, he? They...
0: Yeah, Brett Cecil, of course. You had... Uh, Greg Holland... You had, I mean, way you know, way back in the day, there was there was a couple other relievers that just flat out didn't do anything for you. Basically, his track record has not been good in free agency.
3: No, it hasn't. All jokes aside, he has not been, um, he, has had, he has not not had uh, in the as you say in the business too many home runs in the offseason with free agents.
0: No, yeah, he said he said some be his best one in free agency.
3: Yeah, what do you think? Like um, in the last, well, Mo's only what ten years Mo has been So here? this list if we, goes if from twenty thirteen
0: to twenty twenty three. Okay, if we don't include Albert from last year, like how, like where are you?
3: Okay, so we'll we'll take it's, Albert out, even though that was a risk for the Cardinals as far as how Albert would play. Yeah, it wasn't a risk from a sentimental standpoint, from a revenue standpoint. Like you knew right. you were going to pull holes the hell out of everything mm-hmm. last year.
0: You were going to pool holes all over that season.
3: Yes. Yeah, but then he ended up having an incredible year for Carlos. Right. But we'll, we'll take Albert out of the equation.
0: Um, oh, man. I have mine. I'm looking at this now. All right, so here's, here's, here's the complete list since 2013. Randy Choate, Ty Wigington, Johnny Peralta, Mark Ellis, Pat Neshek, Matt, Matt Isle, Mark Reynolds, Carlos Villanueva, Mike Leak, Jonathan Broxton, Sung Wan Oh. Brian Pena, Dexter Fowler, Brett Cecil, Miles Michaelis, there it is. Miles Michaels, there it is. Greg Holland, Luke Gregerson, Bud Norris, Andrew Miller, uh, KK, Ooh. Brad Miller, Matt Weeders, Corey Dickerson, Steven Matz, TJ McFarlane, Albert, Nick Winter- <laughs> Wintergreen. <laughs> Nick uh-huh. old Nick Wintergreen, Drew Verhagen. And Wilson Contreras, Miles Michaelis is his best signing. Which I mean, is this, like, you're not even wait, close There was with this another list. one
3: in there. KK was pretty good
4: too. KK was pretty good. Uh, Johnny Peralta was also pretty good. If you go by the someone the o was
0: okay too for two years.
3: Yeah, people are taking me way too seriously about this Dexter Fowler thing. I didn't say he was worth eighty-eight million dollars. I said as a player, he was fine. In his career stats, he's a lifetime two-fifty hitter. He was fine. Yeah. Anthony, he was fine. If you paid if you were pay if you paid he him was fu- he if you paid him twenty five million dollars out of eighty eight million, you'd be like, oh, it was good. This, Jamie, this Jamie list, he's
0: he was a fast lane fine.
3: That's well that w- what show is this? The Fast Lane. And what did I say? Fine. He's fine.
0: Yeah, but there's different versions of fine. Did you mean it? Like did you mean that it was a fast lane fine?
5: He's
3: yeah, fine. that's literally how I meant it. He was okay. fine. All
0: right. Then I'm with Jamie. He this was, list doesn't fine. even yeah, he include the... No, he, he was fine. He's fine. There we go. There's the fast lane fine. Yeah. You're too high he, earlier.
3: Well, that happens, Anthony.
0: He was fine. There you go. Thank you, Marsh. Uh so basically it was it was Miles Michaelis and then uh KK, KK and Sangwan oh.
3: Brad Miller. He was a good well. find. Remember how Millsy was? He was on a tear for a while. He was. That was awesome. That was a good story because he was like not obviously a big household name. No Millsy, he got on a tear. I love how you
4: call. I love how you call him Millsy. Like I know him. Like average, these players are. They're oh, so terrible. average. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they are the definition of just you know solid, average. <laughs> but this players. is. But okay, so you are
0: trying to win a World Series. You're okay, so you're right about that, Marsh. You're absolutely right. What's the what's the big contracts though? What, who are the big contracts? Mike Leak, eighty million. Dexter Fowler, eighty two and a half million. And Wilson Contreras, eighty seven and a half million. Now you did hand out a contract to Paul Goldschmidt, but you acquired him in a trade, and you did take on Nolan Arenado deal, So I realize there's other money that's that's going around here. Yeah, but but in, those were trades. But in free right, but choice. in free agency, if 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 your boss is saying, hey keep it to right around uh 82 and a half million. Where are uh, you right now? I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what necessarily the is. What was that like.
2: voice? <laughs> I don't know. Can you know it the anti
0: Bill Belichick. You got me out in my no, I'm, I'm doing all it one doomed, more time. I'm all doing do up. What was that voice? Ah uh, hey
4: guys.
3: Oh, what the hell is that voice? It's the anti Bill Belichick. Oh, I keep going. Maybe it'll grow on me. Hang they on. Won't. I got
4: to close my eyes. I'm trying to like yeah, go ahead. Vi- I'm trying to come up with another vision.
3: Oh, boy. This could take a while. <laughs> All Keeping
0: right. Keep that voice again. Redo. You're
3: my boss. Go ahead. Hey. Oh,
0: Jamie. Bill's back.
3: No, that's not Bill. Yeah, it is. It's got a little...
0: No, Bill would have been like... Run Cincinnati. Hey, can you keep it to about 80 million?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
0: Keep it to about 80. I'm on, I'm on to the next free agent list. <laughs> like, that would be Bill. Yeah. Eighty 87 and a half million just this past year. You're not getting any money. Come on, Jamie. Look at this list. The list isn't good because you're 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 going for mid level talent and you're go They're really honestly, that whole list Jamie, was mid. Jamie, when you go when you go to the store, you're yeah. out, you're out of your bourbon, okay?
3: Whoa, whoa, wait. Do I have any left at all at home? Or I'm just out.
0: You do have some left. Yeah, cuz I would
3: never leave myself in that position. Well, correct. Okay.
0: Yeah, and the Cardinals didn't either. The, the Cardinals are not out of completely out of talent when they go to the free agency. I don't market.
3: just go to any store. Anthony? I go to Randalls. West County Randalls, they are my spot.
0: Oh. There you go. Okay. Not
3: yet, but never know.
0: So when you go <laughs> When you go and you're shopping around. Oh, it's great. Sometimes you go to, sometimes you go Top Shelf, maybe not, maybe not. All the time. It's is it maybe it's a holiday thing. Huh. Not a mad holiday thing, but uh either way, uh, I understand. Mid level. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You got a couple of good mid level stuff. Mm. Are you ever going down on the bottom? Sometimes
3: they hide the really good stuff on the bottom shelf.
0: Okay. Maybe, well, when they maybe get Randall allocated stuff. like
3: those really rare bottles. Sure. Sometimes they hide them down there to see if people are looking properly.
0: Okay, but you get my point. You you go in there, <laughs> you know what you're paying for, Jamie. You know what you're paying for. Bless you. This is like the DeWitt saying, here Jamie, here's a twenty here's a here's a 10. Go get go get me some good bourbon. <laughs>
5: here's like, 10 like, bucks. Go
0: get me a winner. All right, all right. Here's 20.
3: You're coming back with yeah.
0: some, so, some okay stuff. You're coming back with fine.
3: Okay, so here let me let's play this game. Yeah. Anthony? Walk with me.
0: Hand, hand in hand, interlocked.
3: Interlocked. Thank <laughs> you. You get me. All right. We're going in for bourbon. Uh-huh. You your top shelf, mid shelf, bottom shelf. We're not mixing in any of the good stuff down low. We'll just yeah. keep it the way it's supposed to be. Um, you have $100 in your hand, right? Mm-hmm. The top shelf, $90. Mm-hmm. for Or $89.99. That's, we'll, that's how they disguise it. Right. Okay? Um, you get one bottle. It's a really good bottle, but you get one. Or you get two $40 bottles that are good. like You're like, they're solid. But you get two of them. What would you rather do, Anthony? I'm
0: going top shelf always. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We got beat the streak and biggest question line. of the day next on 101 ESPN.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
6: We're streaking!
2: I to hit baseballs. All of my successes depend on me. You're ready to hit. The hits just keep on coming. And his first big league hit is a bullet up the middle.
0: Time to play beat the streak here on the fast on 101 ESPN. Our guy Bill is on an absolute heater right now, and I'm he, happy for Bill. Dude. I'm happy such for Bill. Nice he's a nice guy. nice guy. Yeah, so he's doing some traveling, but he did text us his and now he. This is fine because he gets the first, yeah, he, the first selection. He, he, he's
4: in first place. He's at Yellowstone. That's what he said. He might not have any service. Tried to call Bill, uh, didn't work, so he sent us his pick. All right, and well, his pick is. Well, he went with chalk, Anthony Paul Goldschmidt. I there don't have.
5: mind.
3: I don't mind the pick. I mean, I picked Goldie to hit a home run, so Bill and we both win today, buddy. If you
0: that happens. Now, can you give us a quick update on the standings? Yeah, absolutely. So Bill
4: is actually in first place. That's why he's going first, even though he has mentioned that he likes to go last. Now, uh, which I, I still don't understand the strategy, but it's worked out so far. Uh, right now, he is in first, and he is tied with uh, the listener streak at eight. So if he ends up getting a hit with Goldschmidt today, he'll be at nine. Jamie, you are in second right now. Your streak is currently five. Anthony, you're at one. I'm at zero. All right, Jamie, you're up.
3: Huh. All right. So Goldie's off the board. Um, wow. Donnie boy has been nails again. Yep. He's been grinding, grinding out pitchers daily. I'm going Brendan Donovan. He's just, he's taking competitive at-bats again. And it's not that he's automatically going to get a hit, but I know he's going to be in the count. He's going to push it to where the count is favorable for him, and then he's just got to execute. Yeah, good call. Brendan Donovan's my guy.
0: All right, uh, I'm going to take the first Met. I'm going to take Jeff McNeil, who's having himself a good run here. I'm going to take Jeff McNeil to get a base hit against uh, Miles Michaelis or this outstanding bullpen for your St. Louis Cardinals.
3: I don't really like the way you said that. Marsh, you're up.
4: Yeah, I'm at zero, so, I mean, if I get it wrong, it doesn't really matter. No,
3: Marsh Marshy, stop right there. So, Anthony, hang on. Hang on. What have we said about that attitude before? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's like it's you're the one time in the gauntlet. The effort, Completely yep. unacceptable. It was unacceptable. You
3: owned it. Yep. You got better. You crushed it the next time through. Andrew, yep. you've Thank had you. a couple of things today
4: we've let slide. You didn't even let me finish, though. Wow. Wow. You always want to finish first. I just want, I just want to finish, you know?
3: I know It's okay. not about that Go though. ahead, Marcy, Go ahead Sometimes it's about making sure that You care about your pick
4: I do care that, That's that exactly percent. why I have the strategy Because I'm going with Wilson Contreras Who has not been able to get a hit As of late So I figure He's going to get one tonight And I'm going to reap the rewards Or if he doesn't I stay at zero
0: yeah, see, yeah, I, didn't well, I didn't like that last part You're doing fine until you're like, like eh, that It doesn't last really part. matter yeah. no, no. It
3: should matter, it should feel like you're at 56 right now And you're about to break a record Yeah Not at zero, staying at zero I'm with Damn. Jamie on this Just disappointing, that's all
4: Well I'm still putting my faith, even if I was at 56 I'd put my faith
0: in Wilson Contreras Tonight Against the Mets Alright, there you have it. There's our beat the streak plays. We got fader follow coming up in a little bit, but uh right now we get biggest question of the day.
2: It's time for the fast lanes biggest question of the day.
4: All right, guys. Earlier today we were talking about the blues and the defense. Oliver Ekman Larson. Well, he is no longer a Vancouver Canuck. So we were talking about him as well, and maybe if he would fit in with the Blues, but we got a text from the 618. Why is it so important that the Blues get a defenseman with size?
3: Well, size is everything when it comes to the defense in the NHL. The Vegas Golden Knights just had a uh, very large defensive core, and you saw what happened. They dominated. They dominated the middle of the ice, the front of the net. They did a fantastic job against, well, every team they played against. Heck, they had Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle to compete with, and they managed to do their best to slow them down. Those guys are obviously unstoppable, but you still you limited the damage on certain nights. So getting a big, strong defenseman right now, it's essential. You, you play in a division where size is going to matter. You have some teams that you play against that have some big, burly dudes. The three best players for the Colorado Avalanche are big dudes. You know, landis Landeskog, if he comes back he's a big dude nathan mckinnon's like 6'2, 210 215 ranton is like 6-5 i think 230. like no disrespect to tory krug or scott Perunovich or nick letty for that matter but sometimes you're gonna end up like a bug off a windshield yeah. it just it happens so that's why the size matters on the blue line is you got some big bodies back there look everybody thinks it's got to be big nasty yeah that would be really nice but it doesn't have to be Jay Bo Meester, Colton Pareco. I don't know how many body checks they actually threw in the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2019, but boy, there was nowhere to go out there.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: They just suffocated other teams' best players. Good angles, good stick, good skaters, taking away time and space. So for me, the size is essential if you're looking to start defending properly. If you can get a guy with size, he can move the puck and skate, like, this is why Colton Pareco is a little bit of an outlier here, guys. No matter how frustrated you get with him, look around the league for another six-foot-six guy that skates and moves the puck like he does. Yeah, it, They're they're really not there. So that's why the size for me matters on the blue line is, one, you, your middle of the ice was porous, and the front of the net was terrible last year. Mm-hmm. You need somebody out there to take that
2: away.
0: That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Salter. we got Fader Follow next on 101 ESPN.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for FanDuel Fade or Follow on the Fast Lane. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Everyone follow us. Delphine, Delphine. Money,
7: money, 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 money.
0: Alright, time for Fader Follow in the fast lane on 101 ESPN, and thanks to John uh, fading us last week, and, and correctly fading us, John's back for another round of Fader Follow, so he's got $150 now on the line of FanDuel's money, he won 50 the first week, uh, another 50 last week so, John, welcome back, nice call last week. Yeah, thank you uh, at first I want to say uh, happy Father's Day to you guys Oh, thank you very much, uh, you a father as yeah. well? Yes, sir. All right. Well, happy Father's Day to you, too. You guys got any plans on Sunday? Nope. Probably going to watch the U.S. Open. Oh, there you go. Nice. Doing any grilling or anything like that?
7: Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll grill. We'll probably head to the pool and do some stuff like that.
0: Well, excellent. I hope you have a great Father's Day uh, Sunday, John. Yep. Thank you. But down to business first here, or next. All right. So you got a total of nine in tonight's Cardinals and Mets game. Looking at some of the trends for these two teams, John, I like the over tonight. Overs 15-6-2 in the last 23 meetings between the two teams. Uh, Both teams, as we know, struggling a little bit, but when you get a couple of struggling teams together, sometimes the the offenses come alive. So uh, our play is the over nine runs tonight. Would you like to fade or follow?
7: I was going to hope in
0: that. I'm going to follow. Perfect. Excellent. So you get a lot of offense like you did last Friday. You're going to cash in again. Yep. Excellent. I'm open. All right, John. Well, I hope we, we talk to you again next week. Good luck. All right. Yeah. Have a good weekend, guys. You too. Thanks, John. There mm. you go. Let's That's or follow here in the fast Lane on 101 ESPN. If you missed anything from today's show, you can download the podcast, which is available at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Matt Holiday joined us. We had a good conversation with Matt about what, what his experiences have been in the clubhouse of a team that has hit a rough stretch like the Cardinals have, what what usually comes first when you're a struggling player? Is it the mental aspect, getting your, your mind right, and then going to the physical? Or as Jamie pointed out in his own career, it starts with the physical to get his mind right. So we kind of talked to Matt about that, uh, talked to him about the role of the manager when things are going sideways. And if you missed it today, Martin Kilcoin had the, the key tweet saying that the Cardinals are – Stay, sticking with Ollie Marmol, and they believe that in you know ninety plus games that they could still turn things around. So as frustrating as that sounds, at least we know now what the Cardinals' plan was. Although we had a good idea yesterday, Marsh, when they didn't say anything, so they're st- they're staying status quo here, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's their that's their take on things. But we talked to BT about that too. He joined us for a couple of segments, talked about whether or not uh, you know Walker's demotion earlier in the year was a good thing. The Blues, should they take the best player available or aim for a big defenseman and got back into that Goldie trade conversation, too? Again, that's all available at the podcast. Marsh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments?
4: Yeah, we got a text from the 636. Hey, guys, on my way home, a weekend tip for y'all. Never trust a fart. LOL. Happy Father's Day, fellas. Oh, no.
0: I think one of our listeners might have crapped his pants. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's a rough situation, too. If you're on your way home, Oh, and you think, no. boy, it's a Friday, maybe you don't have to work, got, got some plans over the week, or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have any plans, which is nice, too. And you say to yourself, you know, I'm going to release one. I'm going to crack one open in the car yeah. right now. And before you know it, you crapped yourself. And you got a little bit of a ride home. That's a tough That's a tough break. That stinks. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Have a a good Father's Day, though.
4: (laughs) Uh, From the 636, I'm glad Marsh has that much confidence in Wilson because I wouldn't trust him to get a hit with my life right now. Wow. He has been struggling, though. He's a good player. He'll figure it out. He'll find it.
0: He did earlier. Now he he didn't admit that his confidence had been completely shattered at that point. But he was struggling offensively. Then he got on a a bit, bit of a streak. Same thing with Nolan Arenado. He came out of the gates good. Slumped, then got back to it. It happens.
4: I'm just actually shocked looking back at it that I picked Paul DeYoung to hit a home run and I picked
0: Wilson Contreras to get a hit for me. Why wouldn't you, Marsh?
5: Because your vision. I'm
4: trying to spark this team right now.
0: Yeah, you believe. I think that's been your your basically your your message all week long. I believe. You've talked about your vision, that the, the London series was going to be pivotal, that they were going to win, they're going to get on a hot streak. You're putting your faith behind guys that have been struggling, Paul DeYoung, Will Contreras. From my side of things, Marsh, you're doing your part as a Cardinals fan.
4: I'm really hoping this vision pays off. You know, What was it again? Just, uh, just a key moment, Adam Wainwright, whenever he starts, something's going to happen in London uh it's gonna be magical um
0: so he wins a game he he wins cardinals win cardinals win he breaks out a T set on the mound has tea yeah i don't know if that galvanizes was... the team and then their thing becomes uh it's tea time yeah we're gonna tea bag the rest of the opponents with our tea is that is that was that your vision from London. You
4: know, I don't know if that was the specifics. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when you have a vision, like they don't... It's not clear. It's not really that clear. Um, You know, there could have been some of the you know, the T-work, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think if this team is going to get back to where they need to be offensively, they may they may need to, uh, you know, have some T-work. Have Albert Pujols
0: show them what's up. But I, I think know, my anything. I think my vision of your my interpretation of your vision I think was the correct one. I'm just saying. That's yeah, that's yeah. everything that you've relayed Here's to me. Thing. That's what that's what I think.
4: I don't want to I don't want to say that that is wrong because I don't know the specifics. So why laid it I laid, it, I laid and, it out. Well, I know. Cardinals wins. Wainwright until it wins.
0: He has tea on the mound. Yes. And then the theme becomes we're going to teabag the rest of the the opponents. That could be it. I'm. I'm not ruling it out. Okay,
4: I think that might be. I think you might be onto something. All right. Fair enough.
0: All right. That'll do it for Marsh and I, and Jamie. It's fast Line on one ESPN. You got instant replay coming up six to seven. If you're looking for some baseball action, we got it for you over the weekend. You got Red Sox and Yankees pregame starting at five thirty tomorrow night. We also have Red Sox and Yankees for ESPN Sunday Night Baseball pregame starting at five o'clock. So, gets a baseball coverage for you. But right now, instant replay. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. You uh, have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday.
2: See you. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.